<laughs> well, I mean, that's just like a normal conversation that we have every single day. Every single day. I had forgotten how into uh, incest porn I wasn't back until, in 2015. Until our friend David LeBlanc kind of got you into like the, the, the step family. Yeah, uh, but I don't need any of, of that, that stepmom crap. <laughs> I, it's the other way around. It's always oh, the other way around. Please me the way you please me. <laughs> oh, it's just as big as your dad. Just oh, yeah, that's, that doesn't sound <laughs> disgusting. Who would want to hear that? <laughs> Dude, we got a lot to discuss. We might as well stop with the with the with 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 the porn jokes. Yes, absolutely. Serious news. Welcome to the Skinny with Mike and Adam episode two two eight. Okay, thank you because I forgot. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're we're gonna continue our series, which we have a, we've been really enjoying sharing with you guys in the last couple weeks. Um, today we're gonna be talking about our top 100 albums, albums 60 through 41. Dash forty. Yes, Adam is very <laughs> insistent that he gets to his number forty on his list uh, this week. So, since it's my, it's my last non-perfect album, and I'll save all the perfect albums for next time. So everything post this episode perfect. is not garbage. Is not garbage. This is just the garbage albums that he has to talk yes. about. Yes, <laughs> they're all shit. <laughs> there, there, there's one song in there that makes this utter shit unlistenable. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so before that, uh, we just want to. Uh, let you guys know, if you're a fan of our show and you'd like to help us out, we would really like it if you were to go help us out and go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash skinny with Mike and Adam. Like us if you haven't already. And uh, our top pin post on our timeline is an Amazon affiliate page. If you click on that, it'll redirect you to, uh, straight to Amazon's website and you, you just do your regular shopping, you know, you know, check out and stuff like that. We get Anal lube. There's plenty of it. I've already, so much. Don't worry, guys. I've checked. There's plenty. Right. <laughs> if you need uh, autobiography by, I don't know, who who writes autobiographies? Carrie Fisher? Yeah. There you yeah. go. She has she, one. They're on there from 1987. If you need if you need a how-to on how to use all that anal loop that you just bought, Amazon's it's got prob- it. Probably there. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you don't want to just dive right in. I mean, that's pretty dangerous. No. You might want to <laughs> brush up on a... Brush up on some instruction manuals really exactly. quick. Exactly. Uh, so if you if, if we get a kickback if you use our Amazon affiliate link, and we're gonna we we would love to you know get some funds in order for us to do some future projects like some video projects on our YouTube channel on the, at the Skinny Official. Uh, you can also um, follow us on Twitter if you prefer to use that platform at the Skinny Pod. Uh, and I think that's about it. You I think can... my wife used the link. All right. I think. Ooh, she bought something, a toilet paper. That's what it was. Yes. To clean up the anal loop. Clean up all the anal loop yeah. that you guys have been using. Congratulations on all that anal sex you've been having. It's been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should be doing anal sex. It's really? all wrong. Why is that? It doesn't feel right. Mm. It's You're putting a penis in a butthole. Sure. That doesn't make any sense. People have been doing that for centuries. I know. And then you put it in a vagina and you're like, oh, yes, this feels right. There you go. Put it in a mouth. Wait, well, you don't yeah. want to. you don't want to go from anal to vaginal. That's... Don't do that. Mm, mouth to ass. Mouth to ass, I feel like it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so we cleaned it all up, and then mm. I, we said no more. How graphic. 
Anyway, <laughs> you can also if you if you if, if you like our show, you can check out our friends over at um, themeltingpod.net. Uh, uh, our friend Rick Wellbanks had how, had had an episode this past week. How, how about that, Wellbanks? Mm. They didn't talk about cultural issues this time. I know they, they talked just... about why Rick hates pretty people. Yeah, this is exactly what that show needs to be about. <laughs> exactly, that's just what I need to hear. An old man rant. It's not. It's no longer an old man ranting about things he found on Tumblr. Right. It's just old man <laughs> yelling at cloud, basically. Old man yelling at young, attractive people <laughs> from his like, apartment damn window. You. Like, damn you, old. That that scarf looks amazing on you. Fuck you. Right. Uh, you so. can also check out the dead Bedouins, who I'm sure will have a episode sometime soon i did get to listen to the to the ending part two part two where yes they were mo- co- more coherent yes that was I nice they were sobering up that, and mean, the, that, was, that was fun <laughs> and then Vinny finally you know he admitted he's, that, he's, he's controlling us for the last <laughs> since november i don't know why nobody knew that ahead of time i was like i wouldn't vote for that cheeto son of a bitch or whatever he called <laughs> <laughs> call him a psychopath which he is but uh wow it was, I was pretty I funny. Was, I, I was legit fooled. Well, you've been saying that Vinny is like black and Italian, and I'm. That's I, what he's. That's he's what he said. None of the above. Mm. I mean, he's probably not even Italian. He's probably not even a man. He might not. Be. He might be an actual brick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, an Italian brick. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about this week. We got two album announcements this week, and we have two announcements of a breakup. Or is one really a breakup? Who knows. There's no way to find out. Just oh, wait. jump. We got too much to go in. Oh, just go into the feed. Just, just, just do it, Adam. This is relevant to your interests. Relevant. And I want to ask you, how many irises uh, are, are are you hyped for I... this next album? I would give it three irises out of five. Three irises. Okay. Three, that's uh, a lot of irises. Which is kind of like a sane Nicolas Cage okay. mixed with an attractive <laughs> Meg Ryan. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's, that's a lot of irises. That's pretty hyped up. So Adam is, of course, talking about the Google Doll, the Goo Dolls new EP? EP. EP. They've never released an EP. This is, Called, this is interesting. You Should Be Happy. You should. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I think so. This is coming out. You should May. be happy because we released an EP the year after we re- released our album. Right. They've gone like three, four boxes. years between albums yeah. for the last several years now. And, you know, we both listened to Boxes of, from last year. You know, I, I think Adam liked it a lot more than I did. Like, I because had I'm no, a fan. Yeah, I had no emotional connection to it. I thought there were, I thought there were some good songs in there, but, you know, it wasn't very memorable to me. I, did, I didn't really go back to it a lot. Um, but well, that's uh, because you are soulless, and you should be happy. I should be. <laughs> I am happy. I'm, I'm. I'm great, man. Finally, thank you. Thanks to the Goo Dolls. <laughs> Thanks to boxes. Thanks to boxes. Finally, <laughs> uh, the new EP uh, "You Should Be Happy" is coming out uh, uh, May 12th uh, this year. We'll be checking that out very, very soon. Very soon. So, an album that guys in their fifties making albums. Speaking of guys in their fifties making oh, albums. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> I think they're in their forties. They're right? they're still in their thirties, for all we know. Who knows? They're still 19 years old. Yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this is an album uh, that made my top uh, 10 albums of last year. They're forever 23. Forever 23. No one likes you when you're 23. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, Blink-182 is going to be releasing the deluxe version yes. of California. Uh, they, they're dubbing it California DLX. Uh, that's going to be coming out May 19th. The week after, uh, didn't they kind of say there was like a whole another album worth of material exactly. that they scrapped? And that's what this is. This is eleven new studio tracks, Whoa. an acoustic version of "Bored to Death," 
Uh, they released one of the songs um, called the pool. The p- no, it's not the pool. <laughs> it's some oh the parking lot. The parking lot. <laughs> That's where they see naked dudes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean the the song. That's why I built this parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Adam like when when we when they announced this uh, last week that like I can't I can't wait to find out what happens to the pool. How many naked guys showed up? I hope a lot. Man, we so might go to a many. pool today. There's going to be so many naked dudes. At least one. <laughs> <laughs> Me right here. Uh, I well, I, I'm 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 fairly excited for this one. I mean, the the song "Parking Lot" didn't blow me away at all. You didn't listen to it. This is you? all like the throwaway stuff, so I'm they not said expecting it's it. It's all great stuff that just didn't make the album. Well, because they made I it. I think it's PR speak. We say that about our podcast. This is a great episode. Do you think everybody believes us? No, dude. We had 228 must listen to episodes. They're all just as great as the rest. The rest of only getting better. The rest of the California. Album. Technically speaking, if it's only getting better, number, episode one is the worst thing we've ever made. <laughs> I think it was. A lot of audio issues. <laughs> on that one. Uh, yeah, so that's coming out May nineteenth. Hey uh, let's, we'll, let's talk about how we uh, what, what, what we think politically. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That, that's what you guys tuned in for. <laughs> so that'll be coming out May nineteenth, and uh, we'll check that out. And we'll we'll see how it stacks. It's probably it, it's probably just going to be a bunch of B sides, but who knows? Maybe not. Uh, so, I'm gonna this... go with I'm gonna go with My Chemical Romance, Black Parade B sides album. Oh yeah, that caliber. Ooh, <laughs> that's a high bar. It's pretty low. Oh boy, it's like a five out of ten or something. So this is a band that we. This is weird. Live. Are you gonna remember the name? Fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Okay, twenty fourteen. We saw these guys live. A lot of vaping going on. There was one show. guy vaping. Yes. That's too much vaping. <laughs> He was this vaping was, during the set. Vaping was huge at the time. Do you remember 2014? So much vaping. Everybody was vaping at that oh, point. All the vaping. So much. But anyway, Mike confuses this band with... with Crown the Empire all the time. But, but this, this is, is Capture the Crown. Capture the Crown from... Australia, Australia. mate. That's right. They're the, they're the foreign band. They are very foreign. Yeah. But they, uh, they released an image on their social media last week. R.I.P. CTC 2010 to 2017. And their fans lost their shit. Fans revolted. Some of the funniest ones I read was... 8,000 sad faces on Facebook. (laughs) Some of the funniest comments I read was, man, when I lost my baby, my boyfriend broke up with me, my family disowned me, your music was there for me. (laughs) And that's that's how I always thought of... This is the reign of terror! (laughs) When I thought of Capture the Crown, that's what I always felt. Was yes, that they saved. my miscarriage. <laughs> miscarriage core. Oh. So Capture the Crown's Live Life album was from 2012. Right. It was... It was my... an interesting album. Oh, God, where did it go? Oh, man. Keep talking. So oh, There it is. It was my number 25 album of 2012. Not bad. It Not was bad. Very, Seven out of 13. Yeah, very listenable. It was a very interesting sound. Yes. Then they released a... Live Life. Live Life EP. EP. The same year. Featuring Siri. Yes. Of Apple fame. Pretty terrible EP. <laughs> it, was, it was something. They, they tried something new. And then they released The Reign of Terror, 2014, thir- right? 2014. 14 right. was the reign of terror. Ter- this is the reign. And then there was a great exodus in the band. I think even the lead singer left. 
like half the band left in the band. Not, not the lead singer. He he was there the whole oh, time. He was. Okay. Yes. Well, a lot of members of the band left. Two of the four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the drummer and half the bass the player left the band. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so the band also released a, a statement after that happened, and they're like, "Okay, we're just gonna kind of lay low for a little while. There's, you know, we're gonna we're gonna write some new songs once we get our once we get the band, you know, rolling again. And rolling. then nothing. And then nothing. And then, and then this th- picture. And then yes. a couple of days after that. The band releases this little teaser image for a song called Lost Control, and they say, listen to the full song here. It's on YouTube, because our new album, Lost Control, is releasing later this year. And I was, okay, so this is my thought process. I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't this band break up, or did I confuse them with Crown the Empire again? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But But uh, now, there should be no confusion. Now there's no more confusion, because now the band has changed their name. (laughs) They've changed their name and removed Crown from the title (laughs) for this exact reason. (laughs) You know they've been listening, and they're like, well, maybe we should change this, because Mike keeps messing it up. Right. Mike, who is a highly influential voice (laughs) in the metalcore scene. And driving me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Their number one fan... Their number one fan is driven crazy because all he can think about is this abortion when he listens to their album. <laughs> Miscarriage or whatever it is. Yes. You know, so, well, yeah. So now they're called. She her baby. She, now, she wasn't clear, right? <laughs> and so now they're just called Capture? Now they're just called Capture. How do you get away with that? I don't know. Because it's has one. Has there ever been another band called Capture? Has there ever been a band who just changed their name even though it was the same band? Fear Before the March of Flames. Yeah, tell me about them. Uh, they, Everybody knows that story, but tell me. Uh, not a lot of people know that story, <laughs> but they <laughs> that was, changed that was my joke. Yeah, I've they, never they, heard of that band in my life. <laughs> uh, they were. I talked about them last week, but anyway, uh, yeah, they, oh, yeah, they changed their name because I guess they felt like it was too long, so they just changed it to Fear Before. Well, there you go. This is what exactly what this band this is did. Exactly, they're listening to us. <laughs> you got that? We are highly influential. They're like, dude, why don't we just tr- call it Capture? That way, no that more confusion. Bag Mike, stop calling us Crown the Empire, and we won't have to go on tour with Crown the Empire for the <laughs> Capture the Crown the Empire <laughs> tour. Well, that's a missed opportunity right there. Now they'll never do that. They'll tour. never ever do it. it sucks. Well, no, I'm still me. looking forward to this new capture. Album. Are you really? I think so. You hated the Reign of Terror and have made fun of it since 2014, even though it was my number 26 album of yeah. 2014. Yeah, I mean that's a stupid song. It had some good songs on it. It had some good songs on it. I'm just saying, like this is a cool thing, you know. And they've and they've laid and they've laid low for three years, and hopefully that <laughs> it wasn't. They released a song last summer. No, under Capture the Crown. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why this was did. so weird. And then they deleted all of their Facebook posts saying, like, oh, we didn't have a song. What's going on? <laughs> Crown <laughs> we, the Empire. Who's that? We haven't done anything since 2013. I mean, capture the Crown. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, I did it again. Fuck. Uh, so Capture. Capture. Will forever be... A, this is bad. <laughs> I, I am so upset about this and i don't even know why <laughs> it is weird it is uh, it's admittedly pretty weird because i was just happy like oh good I, one less band i have to worry about out there nope we just changed our name yep we just changed our name same sound probably you know, know. same two members and everything and uh but uh, we'll see what happens later this year so, probably summertime so for a new band called skylight <laughs> on to that story on, on to their ep he watches the sky <laughs> wires and the concept of seeing of seeing, <laughs> uh, of Adam, bleeding. What's, Adam, what's going on with the Skylit Drive? <sighs> so about 12 hours ago, the guitar player, Nick Martin, the only one who's been in the band for this whole time, right? Yes. Since the beginning, mm-hmm. 
um, he posted like this very like, Hey guys, you know, it's been tough being in a band and you know, we all just love you guys so much and everybody's so peace and happy. And you know, our lead singer, Michael Jag Jagman, he, he had a baby and you know, I, we wish him all of the luck yeah, in the so entire world. Of him, and, you know, and you know, he's like a break. We had to take a break so he could be with his pregnant wife. And, and so we all decided like, eh, it's okay if you don't come back to the band. We're cool <laughs> with that. Anyway, I just can't wait to show you guys some new music. Okay. Peace. Okay. Bye-bye. And what the fuck? This just. Already right there. The singer of a Skyla Drive is the most important besides everything else about that band. (laughs) This band, four of their five albums are in my top 100. Three of their top of their five albums are in my top. This band is incredibly important to us. Yes. Always ranks in our top 10. Right. Um, Sure. We said the album from 2015 wasn't as good, but it was still both of our number sixes. It was, it was, it was, (laughs) Our number six album of the year. And we have enjoyed Jagman's vocals since he joined the band. Right. And I even proclaim my love of Adelphia. Right. Despite Mike's objections. I object, but that's okay. Well, there you go. So, and then they just, they just say like, oh, by the way, he's not going to be in the band anymore. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So and already like, right like, there. What? Is upsetting sad news. Yes. But now we learn this morning as of this recording. Yes. What's going on now, Adam? Um, Jag, Jagman, whatever. Posted on... <laughs> Oh yeah, so he posted, posted on, on the twits, the twits, and the and the uh, his other socials. Well, he posted last night, like, "Hey guys, you know this announcement oh, from Skylar Drive." Um, it, it's kind it's, of not. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah, kind of bullshit. Uh, truth coming soon. Ooh. And then he concocted his own statement about. I don't know. He didn't go into a lot of details. He went into two details, and then he and he's kind of rambled on, being like, "So let me go into those details." Number one, I never quit a Skylar Drive. Oh. Nick and I Bosh. unfortunately reached a point where our differences became irreconcilable. irreconcilable. Just like a divorce. Mm. I know what that's like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I strongly felt the band should be should respect respectfully end following how many changes we already endured. Nick clearly disagreed and wishes to Frankenstein the band. That's a verb now. Hmm. Uh, how he sees fit. This no? is so upsetting to me. Because, mm. <laughs> well, you know, they did with their self-titled album in 20. 15. 15 i mean or asd whatever whatever you want to call it i mean that had member lineups and it was good yes it, because it was a five piece right and now, then it was a four piece by the time asd came out right with a new drummer i think jag new was other doing, guitar player i think jag was also like taking over keyboards because the keyboard is oh. also left um yes so number two rewind to the start of 2016 and nick and i were st- still writing new music for asd uh it's it was decided we should take a tour hiatus, but still write new music for the future, so I could be present and helpful for my wife's pregnancy and birth. Mind you, Nick didn't even support this choice enough to allow any announcements, so our fans could understand why we appeared inactive. Mm. So, which it, is crazy because Mike and I have been talking about what the hell happened to a Skylar Drive. And we've never seen them live, and we never got to see them live because Probably they kept never on will playing on Wednesday nights at the Whiskey. <laughs> yep, and we had no interest in driving out there. Right. But anyway, so instead, our friend we, Joseph's seen them live twice and says they're terrible. They're terrible. But anyway, but Joe thinks everything is terrible. He does. He's a curmudgeon. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> including things like the band we were in with him right. and Mike's singing style. I have no talent. He anyway, like, he likes his girlfriend. At least we can agree on that. Yeah, he likes his girlfriend. <laughs> uh, so instead, we were we were silent since we found it so difficult to openly support the huge change in my life. This didn't even touch on the legal issues we've been going through for the past oh, year, or the internal imagine. struggles I've had in the band since the start. The wow. start since two thousand eight. Wow, that's nine years of internal struggles. Mm. Well, that's a goddamn shame. 
So he goes on to say that he's going to have like new music, probably solo stuff coming in the future. They always say that. Does it happen? He Hardly released ever. one solo song, I think, like in 2012 or or 13. And he's like, hey, guys, stay tuned for my Like in solo between album. Identity and Rise? Right. So he's like, okay. hey, guys, stay tuned for my solo stuff. It's coming soon, yo. In 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Just hang in there for five more I'm years. It's okay, guys. I'm going to break up. I'm gonna break up with the band in five years. It's cool. Just just hang in there. I'll be I'll be around. <laughs> well, this is so this upsetting is sad. news. Um, so very, you know, very we, sad. we were talking about um, beginning of this year, the stuff that we were anticipating for this year, and we were like, "Hey, Skylight Drive, they're due for a new album," and they are. that's not gonna happen. Did they end up on our bets? I don't think so. I don't think so. At least not on mine. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, that's some points coming our way. At least that's good. Or so no lost points for you. I of feel us. like I can't. Whatever new incarnation of a Skylit Drive is coming soon, right? I, I, I'm like morally opposed to it. I'm kind of. It like, feels yeah, weird. Usually, yeah. I'm just like, oh, whatever. They'll just get new people, and everything's cool. But I feel really weird about it this. It does one. feel weird, and yeah. it's a shame too, because this is a talented group of young guys, and they've released some of the best records that you know you you we've and I have heard, known. and we've never got to see them live, and that's a shame, and that's something that I've. Really regretful, you know. Really they were regretful. one of the few like remaining bands. I was like, yes, I need to see them live. Yes, exactly. They one had of, like, they had a two or three certain energy to their songs, and they would have translated live really well. I'm sure, despite what former rhythm guitarists of our band think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy Montana. So uh, it looks it, from the, from the sounds of it, this isn't the end of the story. So I guess we'll just kind of follow up when any news comes out. You know, whether a Skylit Drive as that name continues on. Or that, or that group of guys forms a new band, which I think is probably more likely, which would probably be more respectful if you mm. ask me. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We will see. And apparently the guys who left the band three years ago had a new album two years ago. Their band called Avant Garde was, yeah. came out in August of last year. Mm. And it came and went, and Mike and I didn't yeah, even know no about idea, it. So we'll have to check that out, too. Corey LeQuay, the drummer. Great drummer, by and the way. And Joey Wilson, who you said yes. was somebody. He was also... He also when he left the Skylight Drive, he briefly rejoined with Jordan Blake, the original singer uh, of the Skylight Drive. And they re- I and forgot what the EP. name of the band is, but they were going to release an EP called He Watches the Sky, which is a reference to the Skylight Drive's first EP, She Watches the Sky. You get it? And it never happened. And it never happened. They released two <laughs> songs. They were great okay. songs. I was really stoked on that project, but nothing, came, nothing came of it. All right. Well, maybe we should, we should check out Avant Garde. We'll check that out soon, man. But right. first... We got very in pressing, about a, a year. In a year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have very pressing matters to get to. So for now, Most let's pressing. get. Well, this does depressing matters. Now we got pressing matters. Let's go on the plate. is exciting this Ah, is so exciting so many great albums to talk about this week so since mike and i had to take two weeks to get around to this episode i've been planning ahead on these 20 songs for for those two weeks cool and nothing has changed good in over a week now um I, i moved one one album down a little bit but that was it okay great so this will by far be the nostalgia episode for me, <laughs> um, I have a bit of that 
uh, myself on, on this one, and we'll, I have we'll talk about that when we get there. One of these 20 albums is from... Oh, sorry. Two of these 20 albums are from this decade. Okay, cool. So I'm going... <laughs> wow. I'm going back. <laughs> Very, yeah. Uh, so if you haven't heard uh, us talk uh, about these albums before, let me just kind of catch you guys up really quick. So we're talking about our top 100 albums. You can go back to the last two episodes to check out our 100 through uh, 61 uh, we, we brought those up into two episodes. So the way we're going to do this is the way we talk about our honorable mentions at the end of the year. We're going to talk through a bunch of albums, and we're going to highlight a few albums. Every fifth album. Every you know everything divisible by five, except for our forty-one. But uh, uh, so be prepared for when we get down into the nitty-gritty and in, in the twenties, because we're going to yes. be talking about every single. So album. we're going to be doing one more episode like this, which is next week. We're going to do forty to twenty-one. And then after that, we're going to do a 20 to 11, and then our top 10 albums of all time. Damn straight. I'm going to cry. <laughs> this is going to take forever. I love it. But, but this is what the podcast has culminated in mm-hmm. for the past nearly five years. Well, I mean, a Skylight Drive is broken up. After this, there's no reason for us to ever do it. Capture the Crown. Capture the Crown is, is... now Capture. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the world is on its head. I'm so confused by this. <laughs> but anyway... This is what the, the podcast has culminated to. Yes. And we'll have to do this top 100 every year as we add one or two new albums to it. Right. Every year. And then we, we start from 100 all the way down. We have to start from 100 all the way down. Because if we add it, we're going to be highlighting new albums. So we have to do this again. Exactly. Good like, God. Right, We've got to redo our, our 40 <laughs> through 20 again. Whatever. So I think that's enough introduction for now. Let's go ahead and get started now with our 60 through 41. Adam? Do you, do you think this is why we lost our one like? Oh yeah, we're, we did lose one. We're back like, down to one hundred. It's okay. We're in triple digits. I don't care. We're good. <laughs> I know. We're on. We're well on our way to getting two hundred likes <laughs> by the end of the year. Come got, on, guys, share got, our page. You got nine months, Mike, or else I'm getting a point. <laughs> <laughs> one point. I'm glad it's all. No, you're getting ten points. If that doesn't happen, that, isn't that my number one bet? I don't think so. I have all my bets right here. Okay, in, I have in the binder. It up, but I'm pretty sure that's my <laughs> pie in the sky. Super bet that if that doesn't happen, you get 10 points. <laughs> Make America great again. It'll never happen. Anyway, <laughs> do you want to go first or dare I? Oh, uh, well, you're going to do an extra one because Adam's actually going to go down to 40. So maybe yeah. I should start for it this week. Okay. But I'm not going to highlight my number 41 album. Oh, I'm okay. just going to highlight my number 40 album. Oh, okay. Then you can start first. I don't care. Okay. <clears throat> so, like I said, nostalgia laden episode nostalgia today. Nostalgia core. Um, which is kind of surprising because, you know, if you had talked to me back in the 2000s, um, this album probably would have been a lot higher on my list than my number 60, right? 60? 60. We're on number 60 now. Okay. Yes. My number 60 album. Um, cause back at, in those days before Mike introduced me to the garbage dump of the warp tour scene (laughs) this was one of the few albums that i knew was out there (laughs) i ruined adam's life (laughs) you've made it better it's a good thing that this this has moved down on my list and that's okay because i still love it almost everything about it is great um and yes wait not that song (laughs) oh this is all in weird order Oh no! Oh, the song I was going to play is not on here. Oh no! <laughs> How did that um, I don't know. We'll play a song that. Well, you crap! Really that's like. the, the one that I was going to play. <laughs> Shit! Um, this changes oh, there it everything. Is. It went down to number twelve out of nowhere. Oh, okay. 
Now this is definitely one of the greatest bands to ever come out of the late 80s, early 90s grunge scene of the Seattle Washingtonians. Um, a lot of this band is no longer with us, but this is not Nirvana, but you'll recognize that guitar as being one of my favorite guitar players of all time. But this is a song that was very popular for this band. Um, probably not played as much now as, say, songs like Rooster and Them Bones. Oh. But this would be yes. Down in a Hole from the album Dirt. Yes. Which is one of the greatest albums of all time by Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. So in 2001, I told me to myself after listening to some radio that I need to go listen to me some Alice in Chains. So I bought the DVD of their Unplugged on MTV, and I said, oh my god, I think I will enjoy this. So I quickly went out and absorbed all of their albums. So you bought bought the DVD first? Actually, I got the DVD for my birthday that year, my 21st birthday. And like you could almost see Creed distance in my radar okay like at, at that exact moment that i turned on that dvd uh-huh. and so when i put when i finally got around to this album it was truly one of the greatest masterpieces of all time 1992's dirt so this was probably their most famous album um with like rooster then yeah. bones still getting played on the radio but uh this song you know my my introduction to the song them bones Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Well, there you go. That was one of the rock stations. That song had a really, uh, uh, that had, the song had a very frequent repeat on that radio station. Nice. So, this band was heavy into drugs at the time. Mm. Much of the death discussion. So, as one 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 description of the grunge scene talked about Nirvana as being the the glory of destruction. Mm-hmm. Alice in Chains was. The beauty of decay. Ooh. There is so much Love decaying that. and rotting and sadness and wonderful things in this album, and this song epitomizes majority yeah, you can, of that. You can just feel just the atmosphere in this song, how dour it is, and mm-hmm. how like you, you, you just kind of taste it in a way. It's, 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 it's kind of disgusting. So I listened to this album heavily from 2001 till. Mike introduced me to some other music, uh-huh. 2008-ish. Right. <laughs> and uh, then I put it away for many, many years until I was going through this list. Yeah. And I listened to it again, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot how incredible this so album this was. This is a 12 out of 13 for you? This is an 11 out of 12. 11 out of 12. Yeah. Okay, what song? Oh, there it is. There's Iron a... Gland. Iron Gland is not a real song. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, I got to see Jerry Cantrell on his solo tour, and he played this song... And when he does the guitar pick slide, yeah. like I pointed at the guitar pick the whole way down his guitar because <laughs> I was like right in front of him. So I have that mental image in my head whenever I hear the song, which is very oh, fun. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that you have that. Uh, you have you have that part of your you know music career that's like ingrained. Right. In I think we all have that. It's pretty it's awesome. Great. So I highly recommend this album to anybody who listens to music, including Mike. I like music. <laughs> I've heard stories. <laughs> I too am a fan. <clears throat> so, All right. number 60, number 60 for so Mike. Number 60 for me. This is definitely uh, goes back to my nostalgic days. And it's a hard thing with nostalgia albums. Yeah. Because you have to try to take off those goggles. Yes. But you, can, you can't. I don't, I don't believe any of us are really truly capable of 
of being 100% biased for nostalgic things. Yes. As so, you will hear me say for the next hour. Yeah. So with all these albums I think coming that's up. going to apply to a lot of these. Uh, but uh, definitely on my number 60 because this is an album. This is a band that uh, Adam and I have uh, differing opinions on. I mean, he's come around on this band. And it's like, okay, this, this band now is capable of writing good stuff. But I was on board from the beginning. Ooh. And from the beginning, I mean their second album, which I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, their first album, too. But uh, I'm going to highlight number 60 right here. Okay. Uh, you might be able to recognize it right away. So this is a band that really got me like oh, into yes. differing stylings of rock music. Of course. Yeah. Oh god, this is like your first popular album Pretty much. from all your lists. Well, this is uh well yeah. Well, well I mean lost some 41s I talked about before. Maybe, but this uh, was definitely more popular than some 41. <laughs> this is Linkin Park's second album, yes. Meteora. Uh, this is the song Figure 9. Uh, I was a huge, huge, huge fan of Hybrid Theory from 2001, and Mike, and and when I found out that they were making a follow-up, and, and, and they gave me exactly what I wanted, which was more Hybrid Theory. Yes, Hybrid Theory 2.0. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of the songs are could have been on Hybrid Theory. There's not a lot yeah. of change on there. You said um, 2003. It's 2003. Okay. Uh, Meteora. That's surprising because you would have thought like they did Hybrid Theory in 2000. Like, I would have thought an album that sounded almost exactly the same would have come out, like, in 2001. Yeah. But, you know, 9-11. I mean, Some 41 did that as well. I know. Yeah, but 9-11, it got in the way, so they put it <laughs> off a little while. Yeah, we, we took a, a two-week break. <laughs> and you got to remember, for somebody like me who hated Linkin Park, right. like, the, the going that long without hearing new Linkin Park, by the time this rolled around, I was like, yes, Figure 09 is my new favorite Linkin Park song. Oh, yeah. This, song is, this, song, this is probably my favorite song on this whole album. It's great. And, and like... While I've never been a big fan of rap or hip-hop, I think Linkin Park made that accessible to me because mm. uh, I love Mike Shinoda's like, rhymes and stuff. It's not, it's not like this selfish, arrogant kind of like, yeah, my, my dick's so big. It's like <laughs> it's just talking about like the same kind of dark stuff that Chester Bennington is screaming about mm. the whole time. And I, love the, I just love the blending of this. And I was looking at my list, and when I get to my number 41, it's going to be quite poetic because my number 41 is going to be kind of related to the story of my love of Linkin Park. So when we get there, we'll get there. A system of a down? Absolutely, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Which is your number 41 as well. How did um, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I understand. Yeah. So I the, get it. Nostalgia goggles on. They can't, I can't completely take them off. This is an album I was in love with. This is a band I was in love with. And it, I loved how unique their sound was. I think I, I think that translates to today. I love bands with really unique sounds who kind of take the genre, make it their own, but still make it accessible to the people who want to come in and listen to it. I think Linkin Park did that, did. And, and you know, a lot of I, even me, I make a lot of Linkin Park jokes, you know. Uh, but a lot, I think I think a lot of people are still kind of a little unfair to this band. And, it was a long three years was, of listening to Crawling, and in the end, one step closer. Yeah. So when that came around, oh man, I was just like, thank. Yeah. Lord. I hope I never hear crawling ever again. <laughs> Coming up next, crawling by Lincoln Park. Out of my number thirty-five, crawling. <laughs> just, just the single. It was the best album of all I mean, time. They released that as a single, so I mean, you know, technically an album. I'm sure it had a B-side on it. Whatever. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so, oddly enough, my number fifty-nine album is from the same band as Whoa. my number sixty album. Which is very strange cool. in hindsight. 
But it's mainly because, remember I said last week, my number 58, 59, and 60 albums are still 11s out of 12s. Sure. But I had to rate these three albums of which one I liked more. Okay. Because those are these were definitely my favorite 11 out of 12s. Mm-hmm. But I had to decide, okay, which of these top three are the best. Okay. So I opted to put Facelift, which was the band's first album. Mm. came out in 1990. My oldest album on my list. Oh, fun. Um, very awesome memories. My friend Cameron and I, we, uh, we, we became many a butt buddy yes. to this album where we would just be like, all right, dude, we're going, we're going to the coffee shop. Yes. Put, put on, on, put on facelift, put on and, my scratched CD in the car. <laughs> and we screamed all the way to Redlands yeah. and then we screamed all the way home <laughs> and That's we, awesome. we never, or we, we usually made it to the end. I would like take the long way and drive very slowly so we can finally get to the end of the album yeah. because it's pretty solid all the way through. That's an adorable story. <laughs> um, I mean, one of the albums that definitely like just influenced everything about me with mm-hmm. music. But my best 11 out of 12 album, number 58, number 58 would be a little band that Mike introduced me to in 2008-ish. And this is the first mention of this band. Maybe more to come. Maybe not. Not sure. Perhaps. Rise Against. Rise Against. Siren Song of the Counterculture. Very interesting. And I bet you can guess which song I don't like. I mean, <laughs> we don't like. That the world probably shouldn't like? The world should have flushed it down the toilet <laughs> right. before it made it the hit single it was. Swing Life Away, which uh, is most people's introduction to uh, the band, which is sad. I know. It was my introduction to that band, and I was just That's like, so sad. oh, hey, Plain White Tees have a new song out. <laughs> Plain White Tees. <laughs> I love it. Um, but still, incredible album, Yeah. except for that song, pretty much front to back. Yeah, I didn't like that song... Even in the context of the record, it's just not a good song. No, and I I always wonder like if they had played this up tempo and with distortion, mm-hmm. how would it have been better? Because I mean, might, it, there has somebody has to have covered that. The structure is the exact same way as the rest of their songs. Yeah, and it's pretty simple stuff. It's just a stripped down, sappy, dumb song. <laughs> yes. So oddly enough, the first mention of Rise Against. Yeah. Maybe more to go. So Absolutely. Mo- not. <clears throat> moving on to my twelves out of thirteens. So this one. Maybe a little controversy, um, but going into my nostalgia days, there's a little adult contemporary side of me that gets n- nudged whenever I think of this band. Bare Naked Ladies. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never enjoyed that band. Um, but this band was very popular in the mid, n- mid-90s to early aughts mm-hmm. and then kind of disappeared and unfortunately didn't go on to very much after this album 2002's more than you think you are probably the most controversial in my head of albums on this entire list okay but that would be matchbox 20 matchbox 20 now we've all heard the singles yes from over the years probably not from this album so much it wasn't one of their more like super single friendly albums that was a little after like they kind of yeah because like push super popular push and all that stuff was 1996 Mm -hmm. that was their first album which i listened to that album on repeat in my car on cassette uh that's 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 fuel that's fuel that's right (laughs) that album is nowhere on my list (laughs) nope (laughs) but i wanna push you around Ah, yes so that album i remember liking thomas on on re-listen it's not a very good album santana but that band definitely moved in a better direction Mm. after that album a lot more contemporary more than you think you are had some had some singles on it but it's very pop rock but it's very good pop rock Mm. it's not like 
cringeworthy. I mean, that, that's kind of stuff. That kind of kind of bleeds into the Rob Thomas solo stuff too. Yes, which I always wonder: should I listen to? I mean, if I like Matchbox Twenty as much as I have, You'll, will you like pop? Match That's Books what 20. I'm afraid of. Match Pop 20. Match Pop 20. He has three solo albums. That's right. And the band is pretty much not together anymore. No. They're the no doubt <clears throat> of that genre. And so I went back and forth, moved this album up and down all around, tried to delete it from my list, <laughs> but I never could get out of the fact that it was a 12 out of 13 because it was man. still very consistent. That's fine. You love what you love. No shame in that. Another contemporary adult alternative who very polished and some would say overproduced Ooh. album is my number 56 um the first band that i was in was a little band called john doe jersey and mm. they they did a lot of um they had a lot of dave matthews band influence because you know we had a saxophone in the band mm. and they also liked this band a Sax. lot and when i joined this band was right when this album came out Ooh. in 2002 and they were just like oh man this album it, it's so not as good it's so overproduced and i never even heard that term before but i was just <laughs> like what do you mean it can be overproduced blah 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 but that would be hard candy by the band counting crows oh Interesting. Really good album. What are some singles off of that one? Mm, American Girls featuring Sheryl oh Crow. God. Yes. I had an odd love of that song. I do too. Yeah. And there's a lot of really good songs on that album. <laughs> cool. But when you're coming out of This Desert Life, which was their album prior to that, mm-hmm. very like lo-fi, underproduced, not very like radio friendly catchy yeah and that was from 1999 so this was three years later i could see why the guys in my band were like that because because i listened to all these albums in order just recently mm-hmm. and i was like oh god this album sounds completely different than this desert life a producer can really make or break an album <laughs> and i don't even know if if it was a change in producer i think i looked up mm-hmm. that it might have been really? a similar producer but i'm not positive but still some really good songs on there Adam Duritz. We, we got actual microphones. I know. Something like that. We didn't like record that. into a cassette tape. But yes, Hard Candy by the Counting Crows, 12 out of 13. You know, if if you need to like... Because when I was writing songs, I would listen to a lot of albums like this to get ideas for like mm-hmm. what is a pop song yeah. that people are gravitate towards. So like the, these songs always did it for me with Counting yeah. Crows. For choruses, you just say na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. And just do that over and over again. Everyone will love it. That's only in one song. Right. Not even on this album. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was Recovering the Satellites, which was not a very good album. Right. <laughs> even though it had that song on it. Yep. Na-na-na-na. <laughs> That's good songwriting. Cool. <laughs> my number 55 album of all time. Thankfully, Mike told me I should listen to this band. Yes, something I know. I told him, like, I don't need to listen to this band. They are probably garbage. But, you know, they've had a lot of albums, and they've been around for a while, and maybe sometimes a band's sound can change from the beginning of their career to the middle of their career, but then sometimes it can go back to being shitty again <laughs> by the end of their career. Oh, no. And But right here in the middle of this band's career was 2006's... Come on, Mike. You know this one. Come on. I got this. <laughs> you got you got one word right in there. <laughs> what? <laughs> when you said "come on," you got one word right of the name of this album title. Oh man, remember those those the nasal of the aughts? 
Oh, Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory. Coming home. Coming home. Coming home. One of the best songs on this album, I feel. Yes. Um, yeah, where the hell did this album come from? Where this band was at the beginning of their career to where they are now. Mm-hmm. But right here in the middle, the sweetest of spots. I've always felt. You might know this album from such singles like It's Not Your Fault. And... I'm going to stick with When I Die. <laughs> yes, <because laughs> When I Die is a good song. It's a great song. But yeah, very. the whole album is different than, than everything that they had done before. And yes, this is their kind of... We're grown-ups now. We're grown-ups. We're 27. You know, yeah. It's time to grow up and be We've men. We've seen so much life. <laughs> Our first album came out like seven years ago, guys. Oh, we're so old, We guys. were children. <laughs> children at that time. I used to choose my friends over you, girl. <laughs> But now I choose girl over my <laughs> friends. <laughs> but no, so still, I'm very surprised by this album. 12 out of 13. You did your uh, discography review of them over many weeks, and this was right around when you started to come around with Yes. Catalyst was the beginning of that. It was the Catalyst, needless to say. But this was perfect, and I'm like, I can't wait to listen to what their next album is going to sound like. Uh, oh, barf. <laughs> what was it? Radio Surgery was the next I think one, I think. It was. Man, that's so sad. But you know, they got a new one coming out this year. I'm sure they'll they'll want to go back to 2006. <laughs> Not without a fight was next. Yeah, right after their second covers album. That's right. Where they covered "Kiss Me," it ain't me, babe. Not without a fight was okay. That was the Mark Hoppus produced one. Yeah, the king of wishful thinking. Oh God, Iris crazy for you those are all insanely poppy of pop songs yes so well, don't, we don't need to talk about that we need to keep you know praising the praising the good name of coming home so, so you you said by 2006 you had kind of fallen off the newfound glory I radar was kind of over them yeah and then i mean, I, I, I wasn't i wasn't even swayed by their the, the single um, it's not your fault it's like mm. well i probably don't need to listen to this album and, and i don't need to spend 23 dollars on this 23 dollars is a lot of, <laughs> i'm already spending like upwards of Maybe two, two hundred, two to two fifty, two hundred to two fifty dollars a month on albums going to Best Buy every week. You need to stop doing that, Mike. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> there is no better way. <laughs> Damn it, Lars Ulrich. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very happy that I got to know this band because of this album. Yeah. But otherwise, I can live without this band. This is a, another band that I feel like people just need to give a chance to, and not just kind of write them off because of shitty singles. Cause I know. I think a lot of bands are guilty of shitty singles. So that was yet another album, not of this decade. Mm. So a few more to come. Let's see what we got. <sighs> so I have very interesting next few ones, including right. our very first, uh, even the number placement crossover. Oh, it's coming up. Wait, well, we'll get there. Number My number fifty-nine. I say, didn't we already do that once with we didn't on have letting a go number? Crossword, crossword. Oh, like same number? It's same exact oh, number. Oh, shit. Okay. I was going to say, number, I'm letting go is really close. Very close. But, oh. but this is right spot on. Very first time this has happened. Uh, but number 59 is the debut EP from one of my new favorite bands. Uh, Adam, again, this has very differing opinions of this band, but this is the Black Diamonds EP by Interviews. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, it is. I love uh, great songs, great catchy, great hook factor. It's a good EP. Unique sound i love their unique sound Tis unique tyler carter is a great singer he's a god number 58 
Siren Song of the Counterculture oh, right Rise Against. The same exact number, same huh? Same exact number. <laughs> That's very interesting. The first, again, for you, the first yeah, mention. First of mention one. of Rise Against, and not the last. Uh, Black let's market. Num- <laughs> <laughs> number 57 is this band's best album, despite it being their debut album. Unfortunately, this band is no longer with us. Mm. Uh, they've gone a separate Capture directions. the crown. Captured <laughs> by Capture the Crown. Uh, what It Is to Burn by, by Finch. Finch, yes. exactly. 2002. I did. Um, I this did. was a modern rock masterpiece, I feel like, when it came out around that time. Yes. Very cool sound. Very catchy songs. It inspired a whole, a, a whole generation of albums coming after it. Uh, unfortunately, their follow-up isn't very good. And even the long... A long follow up to that. Follow up to that it was still not very good. <laughs> the EP was okay. The EP was an EP, <laughs> but you know the the musicians of the band have gone on to team up with Buddy Nielsen, and now they're in uh, "Speak Your Voice" even when you speak well, he, the truth, even when your voice shakes. I think yeah. he's he's not in that band presently, but you know the rest of the band is in that band, right? So <laughs> more power to them. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm very interested to see what that band uh, comes up with. I did listen to Finch going into this because I thought I had the same feeling about that album mm-hmm. as you did. A little bit less on my scale, of course. Very nostalgic again, once again. That that's was, true. That was another album sure that got me into like this new music scene, like indie music. Yes, because I mean, punk. yeah, Siren Culture, Siren Song, like that. That hooked me in to yeah. so much about punk. What new music can be good? <laughs> yes, new music from 2004 in 2008. <laughs> what? <laughs> Number 56 is the long-awaited follow-up to this band's breakthrough record kind of shot them to superstardom in the underground scene but it's a war all the time oh thursday thursday a lot more aggressive a lot more angry some political songs as well especially the time it especially around the time it came out in 2003 yes fantastic album it it starts beautifully it ends perfectly a lot of it's in my top 178 but not in my top 100 you are incorrect nine out of 11 Incorrect, sir. Human tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Number 55 for me. Uh, so kind of just like with Finch, the, this band, you know, they released a handful of albums, but their first one was always the best for me. And I, I have an interesting story about... You should, like, count up how many of these are the band's first albums, right? <laughs> at least you've well, mentioned I, it. At least I've you've mentioned, mentioned it, it several times already. Yeah, at least I mentioned it. <laughs> uh, but this was a band that I was introduced to because I was watching, I was watching Raw, WWF mm. Raw, and they were promoting their next pay-per-view, and this song "Downfall" Ooh. off of the "Lonely Position of Neutral" by Ooh, Trust Company. Trust Company. Played. Now, I was like, this is a fucking amazing <laughs> song. So I'm 15 years old. This is fucking amazing. It fucking was. <laughs> this came out 2001. Uh, so. You posted this song on Facebook not yes, that long ago. because I was really listening to this list. I had never heard this song in my life. Really? Seriously, I was really surprised. Why do I, you get my references? I, <laughs> I thought I knew who Trust Company was. Really? Maybe it's just because you've been talking about them as okay. long as I've known you. Okay. And I get them entrapped confused. <laughs> okay. Well, they have a very similar sound. It's, a, it's just that Trust Company can write good songs. But I listened to this song and I was like, I've never heard this song ever. Really? So that was really surprising. But it wasn't a superstar hit. But it was on the radio. It was on X twenty one three nine and things like that. I mean, it had it had some frequent radio play too on like MTV two. Very one zero three nine. Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, this is the debut single off of that. And this is a song that promoted one of WWF's uh, <laughs> pay-per-views, and that's how, what got me interested in them. So, like, how did you find out from a commercial that this was the, the album? Because it said fe- uh, the music oh, featured gotcha. was this band. So, okay. so uh, the week I moved back to California, I was 15 years old. We went to Kmart to pick Ooh. up some things that we needed because we just moved back here. So I went to the music section. I was like, I have some money. <laughs> There's a music section at There's Kmart? There's a music section at Oh, my God. Kmart. I never knew that. <laughs> and I found this album, Lonely Position in Neutral. Fell in love with it. This is, those, this is also one of the first albums I bought where I fell in love with it from start to finish. It's great songs. There's a cool little ballad in there called Hover uh, that they also play acoustically on the special edition of the album. Great stuff, So dude. whenever you want to send me these albums that I haven't heard yet. Right. A year from now. A year from now. <laughs> I'll be willing to listen to them and give you my feedback. What I'm going to do when we're done with this list, I'm going to give you my full list. I want you to check mark what you're interested in, and okay. then I'll send them to you. Okay? okay. That way it'll be a good way to, to for me to remember how to do it. <laughs> Go! Oh, I love it. But this is the one with the with the token Asian on bass. They right? all have... I mean, this band has always had a token Asian on I'm bass. I'm just glad, again, there's a lot of white and there's a lot of male on our list. Yes. So whenever you throw in random Asians... Another thing I appreciate about okay. this band, they had a big old... That dude, that kind of looked like Buddha on drugs. <laughs> Great, good stuff. Just like <laughs> other bands, yes. They had, they had a they had a cool skater dude with a goatee on leads on, on lead guitar and, uh, and vocals. They had those a goatees. token Asian dude on bass. Mm-hmm. They had a token uh, a grunge dude with long hair draping his face <laughs> on rhythm guitar, and they had a big old fat Buddha guy on drums. <laughs> it's awesome. I love Trust Company. So One word, what, by the way, they, Capital Trust. Company, one word. They broke up? They are officially broken up now. They released three albums. Uh, okay. And yeah, this Lonely Position is their best album. Just didn't work out. Just didn't work out. All right, cool. You did that, America. You did that to Trust Company because you didn't pick up their, their America's records. America's fault. You tried. Geffen Records. I you, gave so much money. You, you probably threw Geffen. an extra 20 bucks in and said, hey, make sure the band gets this. Yeah, make sure make sure because they support wrestling. <laughs> so I will give you an extra $20. <laughs> I mean, you know, WWF gave them a lot of money for that song. You know it. Thousands and thousands. Yep. But anyway, they spent it on booze and hookers and all that. In a subpar second record. Oh, man, that's so <laughs> sad. All right, so let's see. Newfound Glory was my number 55. Man, my number 54 album. It's like I almost feel I wish it was higher than mm-hmm. this, but my just a great beginning to this band. Unfortunately, their later albums have not followed suit, mm-hmm. but I could sing this album and fucking rock the shit out of, it, out of it in my car like I was doing last week when I was right. re-listening to it. Bullet for My Valentine, Ooh. The Poison, the, poison. <laughs> the first album wow, from that cool. band is so much everything about metal that is me sometimes. That is just, that is just classic metal. I guess so. Yeah. 2006, five. So not not nostalgia, but I started listening to this one around 2011, mm-hmm. I believe. And yeah, I can take a break from this album, come back to it. Man. They had a couple songs from that record on Need for Speed Underground 2 on the PlayStation 2, and I fell in love Was with those songs. All these things I hate revolve around me. Yep. The the crafting, the production of their of their songs for that album are, is just so spot on. They write some good shit, man. And I good shit. don't feel like they followed Venom. it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they kept on trying to capture it. Yeah. They just, it, there was something on that album that was just perfect. 
but not quite perfect. Because there's one song on there where it's all about him like sneaking up on somebody and then like beating her up and killing her. Rape. Yeah, and it's like yeah. There's there's some stuff I remember listening to. I was like, Ooh, this is making me uncomfortable. I'd hit the floor. That's that's what's called. Hit the floor. Yeah, and just like I don't feel comfortable with this song at all. Linkin Park had a better it. song called Hit the Floor. I'm just saying. Probably. My number 53 album of all time would come in. This one's from this decade. Uh, my number two album of 2012. Ooh. On the Impossible Past oh. by the Menzies. Oh, my heart. Oh. So good. I know. Such a good record. I listened to it again this past week, and it's like, man, I could just melt into my chair mm-hmm. whenever I turn this album on. <laughs> I do believe I'm getting the vapors. It's one of those things where it's like you have to take, you have to force yourself to take a break from it yeah. so that it still sounds new the next time you hear it again. Absolutely. You could overplay it too much. So we've talked about the Menzingers so much. Um, number 52. Well, I guess this is a hate fuck right here. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> My number one album of 2013. Oh, boy. Guess what it is? A Skillet Drive. A Skillet Drive. <laughs> that hey, failure fuck. band. <laughs> that band's going nowhere. <laughs> but Rise from A Skillet Drive That's is so a wonderful. album, man. I so love good. that album so much, and it's so sad that now I'm one day... I hate fucking... <laughs> <laughs> one day later i'm still in mourning about this yeah I'd it's love so to... sad such a wasted potential such oh great man band. but for an album that is so good i have so many favorite songs on that album mm-hmm. pendulum how can we forget is about a masterpiece pendulum is great crazy is great rise is great mm. all the songs at the end of the album are great adam stop talking about it you're making okay. me sad sorry <laughs> my number 51 album is kind of controversial, but now we're bumping up to the 13s out of 14s. Oh, boy. This is getting even higher, 92.9%. Um, there's a little band some people have heard about. They, they've gotten really popular. Mm. They're selling out arenas, stadiums, from what I hear. Mm. Um, but if you ask any of their fans if they're aware of this album, they would say no. Oh. And that would be <gasps> the self-titled album... From 21 Pilots. Oh. My number 51 wow. album of all time. Very interesting. I don't think any of those songs get played anymore. Nope. But, my God, did they put together a great album Yeah. to start off. Talk I think about unique sound. That was from two, This was from 2009. Yeah. And I remember when you gave me their discography and I put on that album and I was expecting, like, you know, a hip-hop, Linkin Park-sounding thing. Yeah. And... Like the music swells in the first track, and then it just comes down, and he's just on the piano. It's so fucking artsy fartsy. Yes. And I was like, "Wait, is this Twenty One Pilots or what's going on here?" (laughs) But it but it plays on your expectations. I had to look at my iPod to make sure I was listening to the right band (laughs) because this was exactly not what I thought this band would sound like. And then the more I listen to it, the more it's like, well, shit, these are like a bunch of 19-year-olds making some of the best music I've ever heard. I know. Art pop. Except for that Pantaloon song. <laughs> That's the only track on there yeah, I don't they like. they have some weird stuff here and there, but like, <laughs> it's still good stuff. Like, nobody's writing music like this. So That's every great. time I meet a 14-year-old girl who likes the 21 Pilots, mm-hmm. I say, oh, have you heard their first album from 2009? What? And they'll be like... Oh, you mean regional at best? I was born in 2004. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's their answer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then I have to be like, oh, yeah, you were like five when this album came out. <laughs> anyway, you should listen to it. It's better than Blurry Face. I'm just saying. Not saying that Blurry Face is not 
a good album because it is. It is. I just I like this album a yeah. lot more. I always I just kept on going back to it all the time. Good shit. My number fifty album. <clears throat> wow, we have reached the top fifty. The top fifty. So the beginning of my top fifty. We are here. So there's going to be a, a trend of bands that Mike got me into. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if it's not my own nostalgia, then it'll be a band that Mike got me into. But it was most. I mean, I, I asked for this one. I was like, hey, I've heard of this band before. You I need to listen for this. to this. Look how you're dressed. <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here wearing a thrice shirt. <laughs> how dare I? Um, so you I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start this album at track one. By the time we're done talking about it, it'll be over. The entire album that is will be over. Oh, really? Because it's only about 29 minutes total. And this is the skater punk band that is 1999s. Ooh, <laughs> Affy, Affy, AFI. <laughs> Shut your mouth and open your eyes. So, Mike gave me this album on CD in 2008. Yes, I would listen to it in the, my mom's truck yeah. as I was driving my drums to and from Riverside to San Bernardino and back. And this was the only CD in my mom's truck, so I would put it in every time I was driving around, and like. I was just like, oh, yeah, AFI, you know, they, they did some weird stuff back in their early days. Yeah. But I just kept on listening to this and realizing I enjoy, like, almost all of this album. <laughs> and this is before they turned into what they became. Right. Long before. This is the arena rock selling. Right. Super weird, artsy rock stuff. Oh, this, sorry, this is 1997's right. album, okay. Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. We're into track two, by the way. We're already on track two. <laughs> yep. Um, but this is where the band like found themselves mm, yeah. and it just like continued to progress. And they stopped writing songs like, I don't want to fuck you. Yes. I don't want to and fuck you. I don't want to fuck you. So fuck you. So fuck you. Do I do any, any like, lyrics? No, no idea. <laughs> I could care less. <laughs> it's just guttural noises. But yeah, if you want some good punk rock, like just some raw... Californian style punk rock old AFI is where it's at good mm-hmm. shit so I mean this album is only about 28 minutes long 14 tracks <laughs> 14 <laughs> tracks and one of them is a cover I think tra- track 12 is Today's a cover is a cover by a band called Filth oh okay I learned that on Wikipedia nice <laughs> um, what would we do without you Wikipedia I know it's a, you're, you're godsend um, but yeah I have great memories of driving in my mom's truck Listening to this album by myself, yep. <laughs> and, and realizing after about listen twenty, like, oh, this is really, really, really good. It's okay, man. Most of my most of my own musical epiphanies are happen when I'm in my car. By myself. <laughs> it's fine. So enjoy that one, America, and then listen to Sing the Sorrow and be like, oh, I guess I do like older AFI more than current AFI. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's good to go, it's good to listen to a band's like roots sometimes, you know, yes. especially especially a band that you really love and respect it's really good all right so back down to me we're gonna talk about my number 54 <laughs> album adam mentioned that you know uh, when he was talking about his his last batch like oh i wish i would have bumped this up a little bit higher but you know i i feel that way about this next album but like i like everything below it better more but it's okay no closer to heaven the Wonder, the Wonder Years, Years. man, Featuring good album. Fred Savage, uh, the <laughs> Paul Shavino, Winnie, <laughs> Danica McKellar, yeah, <laughs> her sister Crystal McKellar, <laughs> yep. playing Becky Slater. 
If you look closely, you can see a young Mark Paul Gosseler mm-hmm. and Dustin Diamond on a different episode, yeah. and a young Rufio. Adam has and... been watching a lot of Wonder Years <laughs> oh. <laughs> for some reason. I've run out of things on Netflix to watch, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I felt like watching Wonder Years. But yeah, this I feel like is the Wonder Years' best album. They've, everything that they've written prior is culminated. This one, they're they're done with that kind of suburbia weird kind of triple yes. record that they kind of did. This is the sad, sad times. This is the sad times Soupy at Ridgemont, ha- Ridgemont High. Of, uh, of Michigan or whatever. Of Michigan, from. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, some, some really, emo- they, they really like dialed the emotion up to 11 in this album. Great stuff. Hells yeah. I mean, if you want to hear us talk more about this, go listen to our top albums of 2015. Yes. Uh, Simple Math. By Manchester Orchestra as my That's number right. 53. The other band where you're still hoarding from me. Again, park on the <laughs> list when, when, I, when I give this to you. I, I swear I don't do it on purpose. I'm not trying to hold that back on you or anything. I understand. But you uh, have your list. I'm not looking at your list. Right. Exactly. I'll give you the list when we're done with this. Okay. Number 52 is this band's second and last album which is a shame because hmm. uh, this band had a lot of potential. But the lead singer has gone on to create more projects. He's still writing music to this day. But that's uh, Scream and Light Up the Sky by the band The Honorary Title. Hmm. They have an interesting story about how they got their claim to fame. Do you remember the show The O.C.? I do. Um, featuring The Killers? Featuring The Killers. In the pilot? Yes. Yes. And <laughs> Adam Brody? That the, the, his character, uh, yes. he talks about this band, the honorary title, how he's a big fan of them, uh-huh. and that's what made this band famous. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you listened to them originally? I didn't learn about that until I read on a review oh, I see. of Alternative Press uh, for their first album, uh, and then they're like, oh, you may have heard of this band by Ad- Ad- Adam Brody talking about it. I'm like, what? Probably not Adrian what? Brody. Not Adrian Brody. He might be a big fan. <laughs> Who knows? So it's really that good, though, huh? It's well, the second. Well, the first album has is one of my favorite songs of all time, uh, but it's kind of like a, it's kind of slow, it's kind of monotonous. Uh, but their second album is like they, it, and it came out four years later. Mm. I, you know, striking one of the Iron's heart, of course, <laughs> of course. But, <laughs> uh, but like they really ramped it up and like really focused on the songwriting and built around that. I feel. But you know, when you listen to this eventually in a year from now, you'll. you'll <laughs> I can't wait. I need to start my a new top one hundred list. <laughs> exactly. Uh, number fifty one. Again, I I, 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 when I first made this list, I was like, this deserves to be higher, but ugh, can't make it any higher than this. But that's White Noise by Paris with oh, a V. Oh yes. I love this album. Uh, this is a debut album from this band. Can't wait for the next one coming up. Again, Someday? striking why the iron is hot. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just sit here and wait. I mean, it worked for Pierce the Veil and you. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, So my number 50 album is very interesting considering some of the things that are in this bedroom the or the studio. <laughs> some of the things in this bedroom. Well, you'll understand <laughs> once I play this song. Adam, what are you wearing right now? I'm wearing a shirt that was... <laughs> that was that was made by this band. Uh, what does it say on the bottom of your shirt? <laughs> Without a care. To be <laughs> everywhere is to be nowhere. Yes. By the Orange County rock band Thrice. One of my <laughs> favorite bands. Uh, they've been a longtime favorite band. This is their comeback record from last year. 
Holy shit. Holy what shit. an amazing And I'm album. sorry that this is going to be the only mention of this band in your entire list, but I, I understand. <laughs> All their albums are utter crap. I know. You know, when, when, when compared to this. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I already mentioned Visu weeks yes. ago. Um, Which was interesting because I was wearing my Visu shirt yesterday. Interesting. Indeed. We have this weird mental connection. <laughs> so this, of course, is in my top 178. Yeah. Not in my top 100. It's an 8 out of 10. It's still good. It's still good. But Adam but loved 15? the song Seneca. 16 second interlude <laughs> track before Black Honey. It's too long. It's <laughs> so long. Anyway. You were so <laughs> anyway. Yes, you were very enthralled by this. The singles were perfect. The singles are great. They picked the right singles. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, I, I know I've said this before, but... They put the, the best songs out as the singles, and you worry that the rest of the songs aren't going to stand up. But they did. Nope. They sure did. Great. And, and what's great about this album, and even though, even as it is a comeback record for this band, it it has a lot of elements of their last albums, the previous, I guess, five albums. Yes. And, ho- and it's, it's like a perfect kind of greatest hits of original music. That it's is cool. I love this. I love so this. We, we went to see them live back in October. We did. And the joke is that this shirt has been in my car since October. What? And I just took it out last did you weekend. Just washed your car or something? No, I just took it out. I haven't washed my car in months. It's been wow. raining. <laughs> <laughs> and I took it out of my back seat and I I washed it in the washing machine. We've had it was lot. wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> but we've had a lot of recent talks about this album in particular um, last few months. So go back. Listen to our best of 2016 if you want to hear us gush about this a little bit more. So, yeah, to be everywhere is to be somewhere? I don't know, maybe, if you look hard enough. To be without a care is to be walking up a stair. To be... (laughs) To be on a chair is to be without hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, there's too many albums like that. I get that way with that Matchbox 20 album. Oh, yeah? More than you think you are. It's like, what? <laughs> it's same with shut your mouth and open your eyes. I can never remember that one. Nope. Because it throws me off with that Shut sleeping... your ears, clap your hands. <laughs> what? It, it reminds me of that Sleeping With Sirens album too much. Oh, right. Yeah. With ears to see you and eyes to <laughs> hold you or whatever it's called. Oh, crap. What was that album? We'll never know. There's no way to find out, unfortunately. <laughs> it wasn't a very good album on re-listen. <laughs> Adam, what is in your top 50? Well, a little band that we've already discussed earlier in our podcast. Mm-hmm. First mention of this band, oddly enough, but one of my favorite bands of all time, highly nostalgic, going way back for this one, because I was actually listening to this band when they were popular, Mm. (laughs) which is rare for me. Hipster. (laughs) But what I realized with this band was that, like, this band was super popular, but nobody I knew liked them. I was the only one that liked this band in my small circle of friends in the Mm mid-90s. But this particular album was prior to them getting super famous. Okay. So do you remember an era where the Goo Goo Dolls were not known? No, because my introduction to them, just like everybody else, was Iris. (laughs) But before that was Name off of A Boy Named Goo. Okay. Long Way Down, Naked, a lot of really big hit songs for them. Name was the Ooh. first one that jumped out. That was from 1996. Sort of. But this album came out prior to that. Whoa. 1993's Superstar Car Wash. Okay. Never heard of it. You should listen to this album. Okay. But I warned thee, 1993, 
you have to put on your 1993 popish rockish hat. Okay, so I need to wear overalls with yes. one of the things down. Yes. Okay. Masturbating to Jennifer Aniston like shoulder, we all were. Shoulder pads, yeah. Denim jeans shorts. <laughs> yeah, jeans. Okay. <laughs> Flannel with denim jean jacket wrapped over around it. my waist. Well, you the flannels wrapped around your waist, right? With and a jean shirt over jean top? jacket over black tank top. Okay. Doc Martens. Okay. Socks up to your white sh- socks. White socks yeah. up to your calf, not your knee. That's too high. Your calf. Yeah, you're not a square. Right. Superstar <laughs> car wash <laughs> is the Goo Goo Dolls before like. America took them over and they were like, now we have to be like for Nicholas Cage ruined them. Yes. Long before Nicholas Cage ruined them. Remember Iris was 1998. Right. So anything prior to that is pre Iris. Mm-hmm. You have to remember there was a time there was a pre Iris world. Out <laughs> there, there was a pre Iris world. world. I want to live in, <laughs> but that was when the Goo Goo Dolls were just an independent college rock radio station yeah. where it was like, okay, random people kind of know of them, but you know, they're, they're not like big. Yeah. And apparently the band was trying to get big, but it just wasn't clicking for them. <laughs> so they really put a lot of effort into writing good songs on this album, even though it didn't like catapult them to where they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So there's like this perfect little like pocket with superstar car wash that I recommend everybody listen to. Especially, okay. I mean, even if you just like a random Goo Goo Dolls song here and there, it's like you're, you're going to like their albums. Is it Goo Goo Dolls at, their, at the height of their powers? Well, that came with Iris. Okay. This was them when they're still trying, when they're still hungry. They're developing their powers. Yes. Okay, cool. So there, you can hear it and there's like, okay, this isn't like like corporate. Like This was before they were even on Warner Brothers. Yeah. So it's not like... It, it, it's not like they're pushing indie the, label. yeah, they're still, indie label they still got that indie cred going on where, where the bass player, Robbie Takeak, the original lead singer is still singing half of the songs. Whoa. This and, is before Resnick was singing, huh? Well, it's about 50, 50 at this point oh, okay. because Robbie was the full lead singer on their first album. He did all but two songs on their second album. Okay. Then Johnny has five songs on the third album. How interesting. And then by this album, he has like seven or eight. How interesting. And then by the time A Boy Named Goo came out, he's got like nine out of 14. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, there's like that big shift in this band. And then by that time, Resnick is fucking his wife. At least every day. (laughs) Um, But yeah. He took over his band. This was one of the first bands where you can just see so many many changes in the band that it like just the story sucked me in more so than even the music did. That's interesting. So definitely have to check that out. 1993. Put your 1993 hat on. It's not like produced, overly produced. It sounds like a garage. I mean, that's good. Sometimes I like that raw sound. That raw, young sound. Yes. So anyway... That was my number 49 album. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number 48 album is from 2000. I already mentioned this band earlier. Um, Now, if you think that Matchbox 20 only does songs like Push, Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, that song's okay, but whatever. I'm never going to listen to that that song. It's like, leave love bleeding in my... I I made that joke earlier. (laughs) But Mad Season Mm. from 2000... This band takes a very different direction in hindsight now than what that album with push on it was mm-hmm. to this one. This album is dark. This album is heavy on the angsty love songs 
but in a really, really awesome sort of way. Yeah. This, so this would be more before they kind of became like superstars. Well, by this time, because because the album with Push on it, yeah. was called Yourself or Someone Like You. Okay, that sold 15 million copies. Oh, they they were superstars by this so, point. So <laughs> so an unknown album that yes. nobody bought. But when Mad Season came out four years later, again the iron iron's hot. Um, <laughs> like they they released Bent. Can you help me? I'm bent. That was the first single. Can you help me? I'm bent. They re- I'm so scared that yes. I'm never They released never the, the title track, Mad Season, mm-hmm. which was a pretty damn good song, I, I always felt. But there's listen, a lot. Listen, listen to Bent at your local Bed Bath & Beyond. I can still like Bent a lot. It's a good song. And I really highly recommend anybody to listen to this album because I, I didn't think it would be anywhere close to my top 50 looking back on it mm-hmm. i was like oh i should listen to it i used to like it back when i was by myself in the <laughs> early 2000s so many memories with these albums just yeah. being alone oh. and, again not a lot of people i knew were into the same music as me mm. <laughs> so i can remember I had that same exact problem man. Yeah. that's cool you know, so just driving that. in your car and and then realizing like oh god i don't even have any friends to talk about this I album know. With. Like, all my friends <laughs> like rap music i don't have no one to, like do you guys like lincoln park there's rapping in Lincoln Park. <laughs> we love it. But Mad Season by Mashbox 20 was really, really a good album. And there's, it's like so not the poppy stuff that was on the first album mm-hmm. or on their third album for that matter. It's just like, again, a good sweet spot for them. Mm-hmm. So my number 48 album. Number 47. Oddly enough, again, I would have not thought this album near my top 50. Um, 2008's. Appeal to Reason Whoa. by Rise Against. Yeah, you like this record a lot more than I A hell of I a lot do. more. <laughs> I, I think it's because this is your introduction to Rise Against. You've heard Appeal to Reason songs on the radio. That is not true. No. Suffer in the Witness was my introduction to Rise Against. And oh, that was, right. that was right. when I said, hey, Mike, can you get me some of their earlier albums? Yes. And then Appeal to Reason came out 10 months later. Right. And, I mean, we listened to it, and we're like, okay, well, it's not as good. Yeah. But then I've taken a long break from it, and then I've re-listened to it twice now in the last two weeks. That's the one that weeks. has that soldier song. Yes, Hero of War. Hero of War. The one song on the album that I don't like. <laughs> I remember on the uh, MySpace page, I was, just friend, I was just bored one evening just clicking MySpace pages of bands I like. On the In the comments, I think either the second or third to the top most recent one was this soldier Saying like, "Hey guys, I'm a big fan of your music, <laughs> Not but your anymore. song Hero of War' fucking kills me." <laughs> yes, yes, it does, <laughs> and like, me too. Whoa. Me too. I don't like that song. It's song. The song is. I mean, I'm not like super like. Oh yeah, go U.S. military, things like that. But no, like, me that song is still kind of like borderline offensive. It's a little cringeworthy. I could offensive. see what he was trying to do. Yeah. But every song around that, again, I was really surprised <laughs> on re-listen how much I enjoyed this album because I remember thinking like, oh, that's at the bottom end of my of my Rise Against likes. Mm-hmm. But I was like, every song after that, you know, like Savior and Whereabouts Unknown, yeah. like, oh my God, the album ends so good. Yeah, Whereabouts Unknown is a great And Kotov game. Syndrome is track five is such an incredible song. So I was just like, "Well, shit! This 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 is this makes sense that it's right the reason is the last Rise Against album that I enjoyed, right? And I like Endgame, okay, and Black Market was an eight out of twelve, so they're definitely moving down the ranks. Yep. Anyway, (laughs) listen to that album, number forty-six. Hero of War. I'm really surprised that 
this album is higher for me than it was for you. Because mm. you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, I think. But the greatest, well, I can't say the greatest punk band to come out of the aughts. One of the greatest punk bands to come out of the aughts yeah. uh, is our good friend, Sum 41. <gasps> Yay! With Chuck. Chuck. My number 100. That was your number 100? That was my number 100. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I, I could have I swore it was in your 90s or 80s. No, no. That was totally your 100? Yeah, let me, let me look back on this again. Yep, number 100. Especially for, again, how much you like that album. I love that album. I know. You love all these a, albums. This is a great album. This I is know. a great list, though. I mean, it's, it's 100 of the hundreds of albums I've listened to. <laughs> I know. That's thousands good. and thousands. That's great. But 13 out of 14. Again, I had such a hard time ranking some 41 albums when I was mm -hmm. doing my original discography of them because I was like, there's too many songs on here I like. I kept on losing track. Yeah. <laughs> so finally I was able to do it, and it's a 13 out of 14 for, for Chuck. All right, 45. Ooh, came close. So this one was one that I chose to listen to, not one that Mike thrust upon me in his gang rape sort of way. You know me in gang rape. Nine out of ten people. Nine out of ten <laughs> love it. <laughs> um, so this album is definitely the best one by this particular band. And I think Mike would agree with me on that one. Why are you rapidly clicking? You're making me nervous. Sorry, I was just clicking the arrow. But Oh, okay. So this is the only album with their original lineup. Okay. And then things changed from album two through whatever they're on now, six, but this was 2007 and I'm not going to play the song that has already made, been made fun of, but this is probably my favorite song on this album. Now this is a very bizarre band to come out of this scene, but this band has the most rabid of fans. Apparently is this, Mayday Parade? this would be Mayday Parades, a, a lesson, lesson in romantics. In romantics. Cool. The only album with the original lineup featuring Jason Lancaster. Jason Lancaster yeah. Although he is only credited now as additional musician. <laughs> if you look at their Wikipedia page. Um, You're a big fan of Jason Lancaster. Well, I'm a big fan of this album. Yeah. And Go Radio was pretty good. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm like Johnny Resnick in love with, with Jason Lancaster. Adam loved Jason Lancaster's really religious solo album. I did not. It no, was a didn't. 6 out of 11. <laughs> yeah. It was fair. But this is probably my favorite song on this album, even though there's like a shitload of songs on this album that are great. Yeah. Especially Buried Towards the Bottom. I remember, I remember really liking this one. I'm not, I'm not too big on Mayday Parade, though, but you know, this album is a good stand. It's so weird. I mean, of course, it's a shot your wad on the first album kind of thing. Um, they're doing a 10-year tour anniversary thing for this album oh, Jason, I'm sure they without Jason Lancaster. Really? He's not going to come back and do any songs? They have, I haven't heard anything about him coming back. Mm. He only co-wrote half of them. Right. <laughs> How can you do Miserable at Best without Jason Lancaster? It's very confusing. I right? know. That's not right. <laughs> so, in 2007, you were there at the time with this scene. Yeah, I like, how do you remember this album being received? I remember a big hubbub over um, Mayday Parade when this album came out. All the magazines were like, "Yes, the next wave of pop punk is here!" Yes, like in this, and I, I remember like this album was always rating like in the four and five out of five stars, mm -hmm. depending on the magazine you were talking about. 
and like they were on every tour. Warp Tour was pushing them really big as well. Yes. Like they were on the main stage like right away. I know. Like and what's hard to believe is that a year before they were in the parking lot at Warp Tour selling their EP. Yep. And playing for the line, which is what <laughs> Drive By Curious should be doing. Anyway, we just needed a generator. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we needed. But anyway, yeah. It's, 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 so the the back and forth on the lyrics or on the vocals of this album are incredible. Yeah. And this is the one where you know, are you Irish or something? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Sunrise Skater Kids were in that. Um. So yeah, I was really surprised. I don't know why I even chose to listen to this band, mm-hmm. but that was one of those ones where I was like, hey, let me check out this one. They seem to be... I think I remember you saying, it was like, oh, this is a band that you've heard of, and you mm-hmm. just want to see what the hubbub is. And then when I heard this album, I was like, oh God, this band is incredible, and then like all subsequent albums. returns. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, there's some great stuff that Mayday Parade has written, like even post this record, but True. this is the most consistent record that they've written. Man, and there's some incredible choruses towards the end. Yeah. And yeah, I recommend everybody check out all of these albums we are talking about. It's number 45. 13 years old like we are. That was my number 45. Yeah. So my number 49 is uh, the second mention of this band this week and Ooh. overall. Ooh. This is Revolutions Per Minute Whoa. by Rise Against. All right. Love this record. That love was it. a record that I fell in love with this band. Oh, and I heard like I heard this, their single Like the Angel off of the 2003 Warp Tour compilation. Yep. Fell in love with them instantly, and the and oh my god. And Such I can still fantastic like. Record. I I I I think of that story every time I listen to that album. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two thousand three. I discovered so many bands because of that compilation. <laughs> right. Best five dollars I ever spent in my entire right. life. Right. Uh, number forty eight is here's an interesting one because it's higher on my list than yours, but it made your. Top albums a list, not mine. But, uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Heavy Love. I'm so confused. <laughs> Heavy Love by uh, Man Overboard. Man Overboard, yes. Yeah. But Which... It made your top of 2015. It didn't make mine. But mine's higher on That's this right. list than yours. You need to redo somebody's 2015 list, <laughs> I, I believe. I that was my number 61 album. Yeah. I just talked about it at the end of last week's episode. Uh, number 47 <laughs> is the most recent album from this artist here. Um, I think she's due for some Ooh, she. new stuff. But of the vagina. Little Machines uh, by my, um, in a in an alternate timeline, Yes, my current wife, Light. Yes. <laughs> alternate universe. There's an alternate universe where I became the lead singer of Bless the Fall because I I, I auditioned for that band right. uh, when they sent out for open auditions. And they and said an, yes. There's an alternate universe where they said yes. And I met Lights at a Taking Back Sunday concert, yes. which is where she met Bo Boken. Yes. Because I love Taking Back Sunday. I would have been at that concert. Of course. And we would have fallen in love and lived in the woods. Did you happen to hear her, her Bless the Fall remix? No, I have it saved. I haven't listened to okay. it Okay. I was, I was wondering about that. Very intriguing. Uh, so number 46 is a legacy band. I, I use that term loosely because of how Adam feels about this band, especially <laughs> this album. But this, oh, is no. a, this, is, this is an album that... Is nostalgic glasses for me, and I fell in love with this, and I've probably listened to it countless times. That's Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Your number 47 number album? 46. Six yeah. album of all time. I've listened to that countless times. It was an <laughs> album that trans... It was the first time that I, I, I heard of music genres blending and transcending the sound of like hip-hop and transcending the sound of rock, and it was such a unique experience for me. 
and I fell in love with it. In the end, it's still a great song. I don't care what anybody says. Well, and you were in that demographic. Because uh, for some people, it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. For other people, it was Anthrax and Public Enemy. Right. For other people, it was Linkin Park. It was me. And Limp Bizkit. And for some people who were, who were born in 2005, <laughs> it was Issues. 21 Pilots. <laughs> 21 Pilots. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, I, I, I stand by that record a lot, and I, I can still listen to it each day. Uh, I, I still listen to it to this day, and still get taking back to you know 2001. Listen to it for the first time. Ooh, I think that, that was sure a can, gift. It can take me back as well. I'm pretty sure that gift, that album was a gift too. I can't remember who gave it to me. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that was a birthday gift. I just remember seeing Chester with his frosted tips, frosted tips, completely white hair, flame and tattoos on one his arms. step closer, and yeah. being like, "This and band's going nowhere." Mike Shinoda with his red. Red tips. That's right. So many <laughs> bizarre bright colors Dude, that then. Was a, that, Whoa. Was, that was a 2000 goth rock scene. It was amazing. And they were playing like in a fucking dimly lit sewer or whatever for that stupid yep. video. <laughs> Baggy pants and wife beaters. Baggy <laughs> pants and wife beaters. Oh, I wanted to emulate that so bad. I don't think, I, I think he didn't have a microphone either. So he was doing like all the pointing to the temple yeah, he was, uh, kind of thing. Was, I don't know what to Point do with my hands. With <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Number uh, 45 for me. Uh, I actually just talked about this band. Adam, what's the name of that band on your shirt? Uh, twice. Twice. <laughs> I love the band Twice. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the album that got me into them. Uh, we want to go back to 2003 Warp Tour compilation. Whoa. I heard this song. This was track two on disc two. Of that compilation. This is the song Under the Killing Moon off of The Artist and the Ambulance. By which tells Twice. me <laughs> which Twice. tells me that Mike's upcoming albums must be great. If because how could this be number forty five? Right. And this is another one that's like is this really that low? Is this, is this number one or 45? I can't right. decide. <laughs> it's number 45 through one. I, I would have thought this would have been like a top 10 album for you. I, that's, that's the narrative that I had in my head. Again, I like each and every album. Okay. Even I'll take your word on that. I, I, like, I like this album more than that. So that's true. That Ever so slightly. Oh, God. This is a wonderful hardcore album. And, you know, this is a, I feel like it's an accessible hardcore album, too. It has just enough um, mainstream qualities to I feel like if someone is interested in, in, in listening to quote-unquote heavy music, I can throw on the artist in the area and people, and people will be like, oh, the, is this what I've been missing from hardcore? Like, no, this is just this one band. I cannot remember how you got me into Thrice, but I remember like not being super keen on this album at first until I had like listened to it several times and then took a break, and then I came back. Mm -hmm. Somewhere around 2012, and I told myself, you know, I'd really like to see Thrice live. Yes. And literally one week later, they were playing in Anaheim. Was it Anaheim? Or or the, was it the, we found out they were playing in Anaheim, Wait, and we bought it? tickets to that no, show. No, because you want a radio, or you, no, because you wanted to see Rise Against, and Thrice was opening for them. But I hadn't listened to them until 2011, 2012. Oh, when they were it breaking took a long up. time, yes. <laughs> well, until we went on the show, and I and I remember listening to this album again and being like, you know, I, I feel like I want to go to a show for the first time in four years. Yeah. 
I would like to go see Thrice. And yeah. then all of a sudden, we're like, oh, Thrice is on tour. We should go see them. Yes. And I was like, hell yes. They're Let's do it. Tour. One of the best shows I've ever been to, by the way. Great. Don't call it a record. Don't call it a breakup tour. Nope. <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah, go, no. go listen to Artists in the Ambulance. It's, it still holds up to this day. It's got to. Fantastic got to. album. We'll watch the witches burn. Number 45. Nice. All right. So we're now we're winding down. Winding down. Adam's going to go down to number 40 for some reason. We'll find out why. Because it's just worth it. No, why I, I, Why leave one lingering until I'm next just, week? I'm not saying anything <laughs> wrong about it. I'm just saying like we'll find out why. Okay. You were so adamant that you, can't, you couldn't wait a week. I, I said because my 39 and up are all perfect. Are related, yes. So, you know, my number 40 album is a 96%. Garbage. Pretty fucking high. Garbage. But my number 44 album first... Ooh, man, I could tell a lot of stories. I just listened to this album this morning when I was out walking my dogs because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I hadn't heard it for a long time. I listened to it once, realized it was a 13 out of 14, very surprisingly, again. Yeah. And I was like, I should listen to it again. And holy crapping hell. This band also, I listened to when they were popular, when I was a mere 14 years old in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. This was my hybrid theory. <laughs> at that time <laughs> so it makes sense why we'd be so close on this yeah um but this particular band when in 1994 my mom started a new relationship okay my mom spent a lot of time with that person hence there wasn't a lot of time spent with me oh so i got to go do a lot of i got to go do a lot of 14 year old shenanigans hooligan things hooligan things that you know eventually got me in some trouble here's and there's Uh because you know my parents were my parents were cool they're just like eh, come home eventually (laughs) you're 14 you you can live yeah and then by the time i was 16 they were like oh we probably should put some limits on you but anyway in 1994 this album was there for a lot of my shenanigans oh boy as well as a lot of my just kind of hanging out with my friends and and bsing around sometimes doing things i wasn't supposed to be doing Uh oh um but have you heard of a little band called live Yes, I have. So, Live was really, really popular in the mid-90s. They were all over the K-Rocks. Mm-hmm. Their album, Throwing Copper, from 1994, was... I didn't even realize how much I liked it. But okay. it was just always on in the background of my life mm-hmm. <laughs> from 1994 to 1995. And then I, I had like put it away around that time, reintroduced myself to it, in about 2000, 2001 okay. and realized, Oh shit, this is a really good album. And then got really heavy, heavy into that band. And then they broke up and I stopped listening to them up until 2017. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so cool. But throwing copper has most of their big hits like I alone and lightning crashes. Um, I think those were the main two. Doesn't I alone love you. I alone to okay, you. Okay, I've heard that song. And then lightning crashes. Yeah. Oh, now feeling. So I have tons of incredible memories when I listen to this album. Of course, they're all just like just being stupid and 14 mm-hmm. and being like, oh, this is what it's like to stay up all night, <laughs> you know, with your friends listening to albums over and over again. And to play some ColecoVision. Exactly. Well, it was it was Nintendo or Super Nintendo. Yeah. Super Nintendo. A play lot of Super, Super Nintendo. Super Mario World. But the introduction oh, to Yoshi. Even though so many years have gone by. It's still a great album, and I highly recommend everybody give it a shot. It's not like overly preachy or anything like that, like some of their later albums became because mm-hmm. he became super Christian. This is just the band 
at the height of their powers, I nice. guess. Um, then I could go on for days about their discography, but they're back. They're back. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they, they broke up in like 2011 or 12 and had a bunch of like issues with each other and legal stuff. And then oh. at the end of 2016, they announced that they were back together. So it's like, cool. So I, I, I liked them on Facebook and that was about it. Nice. <laughs> so, but throwing they copper is a perfect little microcosm of this band cool. here in the moment. Number 43, moving up into my 14s out of 15s. Ooh, man, 93.3%. Garbage. Second mention of this band, a little bit ever so slightly higher than their debut album. But that would be the near epic masterpiece that is Scream, Aim, Fire. By Bullet Bullet for for my valentine. Valentine. Wow. Man, if you, again, they picked up where the poison left off. It's so hard to like determine which album of those is better. It's fucking metal. It's fucking metal. And then I throw in the deluxe edition, which oh, is cool. four extra tracks, <laughs> which are really, really good. And I had a really hard time even figuring out which song I didn't like on this album because mm-hmm. like even the one I don't like, you can still listen to and be like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was just like, no, it's not a perfect album Ooh. because... There's, there are some elements missing from that perfect, song. not perfect, you're garbage. I'm sorry. So, as we all know, Scream, Aim, Fire, the track. I don't know, probably one of my favorite songs from them. The cool. opening single to that album. Do, do you know much about this album? I, I mean, I haven't listened to it a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's metal all the way. I remember just following you when you were doing your discography review. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. That was before we were on the podcast. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, pardon my number 42 album, going back into my nostalgia 90s, driving by myself over and over again, enjoying this album. But 2017, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but but you got to remember, I was listening to this album when I was like 22. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to be hanging out by yourself, oh. driving around, listening to your favorite albums. <laughs> I did that a lot, too. <laughs> Masturbating alone. So I did, alone. I did that a lot, too. But again, another album that highly influenced me, another album that's tough to listen to because you go back to when you listened to it in the past and there was like, hey, this is what I want to become. Mm. Like, these are the albums that made me want to become a musician in the yes. first place before I abandoned that dream. Oh, So it's tough to go back and listen to them and be like, oh man, I remember how inspiring I these were. I remember when I was young and stupid. <laughs> and I had hope. And I when, thought I could do things when 27 seemed like old man <laughs> <laughs> well 27 is when most most great musicians die so. i know and so when you're like Life 21 22 you're like i gotta get going i got i got six good years on me so baby. You, you, I can get three albums out you listen to some great music you learn how to play an instrument you get a band together and you're like okay we're, we're making it we made an ep and and nothing ever oh. happens because you live in the inland empire where nothing <laughs> ever happens to us we should have just followed alien ant farm <laughs> and the offspring they're orange county Oh, good things happen in Orange County. Finch. Yeah, I guess they're (laughs) technically Riverside County. (laughs) But anyway, my number 42 album of all time, one of the greatest albums of all time. Everybody should know this album. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Super Unknown Mm. by Soundgarden. Sounded Garden. The first mention of Chris Cornell. Oh, on my list, huh? Yeah. Oddly enough. A 14 That's out of 15. All of his top 10s is Chris Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> um, guess what the only song on that album I don't like, and it's one of the famous ones. Oh, of course. Oh, shit. What's the name of that song? <laughs> oh. 
It's not Black Hole Sun. I no, still love that song. No, it's not Black Hole Sun, yeah. It's not Fell on Black Days, because that's one of the greatest songs of all time. Okay. What, what is the song name again? Spoon Man, oh, come yes. together with Yahweh and save me. <laughs> oh, I still couldn't give that song a pass. Sure, sure. So it's a 14 out of 15. <laughs> Some of the greatest one music. One trash song, 14 great songs. Some of the greatest music one will ever hear mm. has has got to be on that album. And I highly recommend everybody listen to it, not just for his vocals, but the musical stylings, Matt Cameron's drumming. Oh man, mm-hmm. I can I can go on for days about how great it is. So I think for number 41, I'll continue my discussion of Soundgarden. Ooh. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Yep. No. Yeah. Never ending. Oh, we got podcast. two more hours of music discussion. Yes. Yeah. We're in the, we're in the home stretch. Thank you. Now I gotta edit this part again. Every week I gotta edit these things. I don't think you edited it last oh, week. No, I didn't because I got lazy. Hey, I'm Fans editing it again. It. She's staring at me. Middle finger <laughs> in the air because she just don't fucking care. <laughs> oh, she's still asleep. What time, what time is it? Uh, it's two three o'clock. Man, okay. You say it's two three. O'clock? I said it's two three o'clock. <laughs> Adam, what Soundgarden album is it? Is your number forty one? <clears throat> My number 41 album of all time would be the follow-up to oh. Super Unknown, which is a great album called Down on the Upside. Mm. This one, not nearly as many hot hot singles <laughs> roaring up the charts. Ooh, so hot. Ow. Um, definitely the band took a little bit of a turn away from really a more a, a less radio-friendly sound, oddly enough, if you want to call Super Unknown radio-friendly. Um, but they kind of just stayed in the darkness about it. And the musicianship on this album is incredible. Burden in my hand is one of the best songs I've ever heard. And I can vividly remember 1996 being like the summer of that song. Cause I would show the video for it on yeah, VH1 yeah. all the time. And it was just like the band walking through the desert as like, it was so weird because it was like, like you could see the, the image of flames in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like the band walking through a desert. Yeah, like, it's a superimposed. It's, it's a, a weird it's thing. An old yeah. Camera trick that they used to do. So down on the upside Soundgarden. I mean, still one of the, I would have loved for that band to end their career mm-hmm. on that album, Yeah, but they had to follow it up with King animal oh. 15 years later. Oh, it was not very good. 16 years later. So well, then you got all that sweet, sweet, sweet rage against the garden albums too. I would have much rather just had more Chris Cornell solo stuff. Yep. <laughs> as we've mentioned, did you ever listen to down on the upside or super unknown? I don't think, I think I asked my friend Javier. I, I told that story to you before. I love Javier. For, <laughs> he seems <laughs> to have everything. Upside, but I, for some reason, like I don't think Our, he ever gave it to me. My grandma bought me down on the upside. Whoa. I was in Missouri, in Branson, and <laughs> I happened to be in some strip mall with a music store, and like I I pulled that album out. And I was, and my grandma was like, do you want an album? And I was like, I guess I'll have this one. And then like, I didn't listen to it for five years Whoa. <laughs> because it's I going in the pile. <laughs> I knew pretty noose, which was the first single and the uh-huh. first track. And I knew burden in my hand, but I didn't know any other songs on it. So I was just like, Oh, I probably hate this album. <laughs> and then I, I put it on finally, you know, after, well, I think I listened to it two or three times okay. and I was like, Oh, this is, this is terrible. There's a track on here called Taika. That's a stupid song. Now it's like <laughs> one of my favorite songs of all right. time. There's a mandolin on it for crying out loud. Um, and yeah, by 2002, 2003, it definitely became one of my favorite albums of all time. You know what album my grandma bought me? 
Linkin Park hybrid theory. The Scorpion King soundtrack. Ah, <laughs> stand, stand alone, alone. <laughs> inside. Like, oh, my my grandson likes 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 devil music. The Rock. My grandson likes The Rock. There you go. My grandson likes The Rock. He likes devil music. This is the perfect gift. Yes. <laughs> for you. So, my number 40 album. Number 40. And final non-perfect album. Everything after this is not garbage. Is not garbage. This album included. <laughs> <laughs> so, dare I say double album? What? I have no idea. I've listened to this album at least twice in the last couple of weeks, and I still can't pick a song because this album is a fucking beast. Okay. And I encourage everybody to listen to it. And Mike probably has not heard of it. But he'll know the one song that I'm not going to play because it's not a good song. Oh. <laughs> but I'll just play the opening track to the entire epic <clears throat> 2002 double album from the guitar player... Of Alice in Chains. Because, you know, the band was busy being on drugs and not being Alice in Chains anymore. Uh So, Mr. Jerry Cantrell Cantrell, wrote a double album of 25 songs. Degradation Trip. And the most perfect name for one of the most degradating albums. This, I mean, you know, this is pretty slow and grinding. Mm And I gotta say, a lot of the songs are slow and grinding, and it's long. Well, that's his. That's Don't his get style. me wrong. That's his style. That's what he's. I'm sure that's what his fans are expecting as well. But this has always been his style, yeah. and every song on here, except the song from Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was on the soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> Is. Good. Right. I cannot deny. What's the name of that Spider-Man song? I think it's called "Used to Be My Girl" or something like that. She was it's, my girl. She was my girl. Yeah, it's on. It's on disc two. Yeah. Kind of in the middle. <laughs> this. These two albums are a beast. They're they're probably close to an hour each. But in the same way that that first Night Versus album was really good, yet yet it was long. Yeah. This this is in that same vein. Okay. Um, it's just like more songs. Yes. So, you're so volume one and two is one album. I have to. I, I couldn't split it up. I just couldn't do it because they bleed really well into each other. And then, like, just when you think, like, okay, well, the track one was really good, then you don't expect track two. You think it's going to be all like the garbage songs, but <laughs> the beginning of of disc two uh-huh. just is really really good, and the album kind of ends well. Very rare, in at least my experiences with all double albums, mm-hmm. the second. Is just as good as all the songs in the first one. So what happened in 2002 was that he released one album of kind of um, of 12 of these songs, just kind of randomly thrown around, put in a weird order. He released that in June of 2002, and Cameron and I were just like, "Oh, this is incredible!" Yeah. And then we heard, "Oh, he's going to release the entire thing in December of 2002." And so we got really into that. So we we spent six months. This one was re-released. Well, it's it's a mixture. Like he oh. just kind of picked and chose twelve tracks from the two discs, oh, okay. and kind of threw it onto one. And it was so a total that was called Degradation Trip on its just own. Degradation Trip, and right? Double album came out later that year, Volume One and Volume oh, okay, Two. So cool. it was very much a 
radio or a fucking label thing. Yeah. You can tell because nobody's going to listen to this and be like, you know, this is this is going to be really really popular. <laughs> Every people are going to latch on to this and it's going to go to number 1 and so they're like, "No, go ahead and pick out the more poppy songs." Yeah. And put we'll release Get those first. first and right. Then we'll, and, then we'll, and then we'll bleed them dry later. And then the he released them and then he opened for Nickelback, uh-huh. which Cameron and I saw him on that. Yes. And then he did his own solo tour at the end of the year where I got to see him play down in the hole uh-huh. and then this album came out in December, and I can vividly remember the day I got my wisdom teeth out. Oh, no. When I was 22. I put this album on in the DVD player, <laughs> and I was in a Vicodin haze while this entire album played, and I was just like, I feel so incredible right now. <laughs> Opiates and this music go very well. Ooh, trippy. <laughs> I'm sure that was a real fucking trip for you. So, if you have close to two hours to spend... And you also really like Alice in Chains. I highly recommend listening to this album because in hindsight, it's weird because he wrote all these songs Mm -hmm. before Lane Staley died in April of 2002 Mm -hmm. because that first degradation trip came out in June. Okay. So it's like all these songs are already written. Yeah. But this, these 25 songs altogether, it's just like mourning that death. It was almost like he knew it was going to happen well, he probably knew when he, he wrote down it. That path. Yes. Yeah. And it's like himself dying as well. Yeah. And also, you know, talking about your best friend dying, <laughs> you know, which is pretty sad. Heavy shit. It's a lot of heavy shit. Um, so Rob Trujillo, who is the current bass player of Metallica, mm-hmm. this was what he did before he became the bass oh, player of Metallica. Okay. So is that where they found him? Well, Rob Trujillo was in Ozzy Osbourne's band. Oh, okay. And prior to that, he was in Suicidal Tendencies back oh, in the 90s. Okay. But Jerry brought him in for this album. Okay. As well as Mike Borden on drums, who is the drummer for Faith No More. Oh, cool. So I don't know what became of him so kind of after super this. groupy. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. And, like, you know, they, they did band photos, but yeah. it was still under the Jerry Cantrell name. Yeah. And so this is where I was introduced to Rob Trujillo as being an incredible bass player because he showed up at one of the shows I saw them at the Roxy on that tour. And like Cameron and I, I think we're the only people in the crowd who knew that this was the guy who played bass on the album. Yeah. So we're just like, he played bass on the, this is the guy that played bass on the album. (laughs) And like that dude is a fucking monster on stage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, incredible album. Yeah. I remember the, uh, just, just for little, little quick side on Rob, but, the. I remember a Metallica uh, documentary or something about some kind of monster. Some kind of monster. The, the Metallica documentary. No, no, they only did one. <laughs> okay, well, not a full documentary. <laughs> there was some interview that they did because uh, he was on Saint Anger, uh, and they he were... came after Saint Anger. Was he after Saint Anger? Bob Rock, the producer, played bass on Saint Anger. Oh, and okay. then they brought him well, in. They, after they, that. well, they were scouting for a new bassist, and they were like, so they they saw him play live, or one of them saw him play live, and they're like. Is that guy playing guitar? Because he, he was playing with a pick and everything, and he was fucking shredding on the bass. And they counted the strings like, holy shit, that's a fucking bass. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, we got to get this guy from the next Which is weird record. because Robert Trujillo never uses a pick. Really? Yeah. That was one thing that they talk about on Some Kind of Monster was Ooh. that he was playing their super fast songs with his fingers where nobody could ever do that Whoa. before. So, yeah. That's interesting. He's, he's the best. He was exactly what I thought would help Metallica yeah. <laughs> to kind of bring themselves out of it. But obviously it, it, mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
All right, man. So that's your number so 40. My number record. 40. My final not perfect. <laughs> Everything else perfect. God tier. So let me finish up my list really quick so we can end out this episode. Number 44. The not debut album, but this is the uh, this is the breakout superstar album uh, from this band, Full Collapse by Thursday, two thousand one. There it is. A uh, lot of wonderful songs. It's another nostalgic glasses kind of thing. I feel like a lot of people suck that album's dick, but this is one of the instances where I was like, okay, it's it's, it's kind of well deserved. Mm, okay. Number forty three from two thousand and six. One of my best albums of that year. Um, the another comeback record uh, from this band. I never thought I would see. I mean, I always hoped, but I never thought I'd see this lineup back again. That's "Along the Shadow" by Sayosin. Wow, uh, number Great album. Oh, Luckily, yeah. I mean, you don't have too much to say about it because it's only been out for like a few months. Oh, it's, it's been out <laughs> a few months. We, we talked that. Well, I guess about death. a year. I think it came out in March last year. Yeah, we talked that album to death. Uh, you know, when it came out, even at the end of the last year. Fantastic so stuff. Good. Um, yeah, that was definitely the album that this band deserved after such a long hiatus and such, you know, such un- unknown of whether they're going to write another record again. Yes. Uh, number 42. Again, I wonder if this is too low. Adam's probably going to say yes, hmm. but <laughs> I feel like every album above it is still a lot better. <laughs> At uh, least right now. At least right now. <laughs> we'll see is. where we are next week. <laughs> uh, Painkillers. Brain Fallon. Brain Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, well, love, I love this record. It's great. Uh, a lot of great songs on there. Uh, Mojo Hand, I still feel like, brings that album to a screeching halt. That was your number six of last year? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So um, I understand there's there's albums that you find better than yeah. that. Uh, still, I mean, it's highly listenable. It's, there's a lot of positive moments in that album. There's a lot of, holy shit, this is sad. Highly listenable. That's an understatement, I think. Yeah, it is an <laughs> understatement. I'm underselling this album. It's great. Uh, but yeah, uh, um, you know, it's it's not another Gaslight al- album. I wasn't expecting another Gaslight album. That's right. This is a great kind of buffer between, before we get the next one. I'm looking forward so, to the next finally, one. my number 41 album... Uh, and like I was saying at the beginning of this list, um, is this, this is kind of a cool little bookend to my number 60 because this band has a similar kind of style if you look at it with a broad stroke. Uh, and this is an album I feel like was highly influenced by albums like Meteora and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, Hybrid Theory and that weird kind of hip hop meets rock and roll kind of thing. But this is a thousand news. sons thousand by Lincoln park. <laughs> yeah. Right. They <laughs> were the influenced, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, uh, but this is, an, this is an out, especially with the ages of these guys. I feel like the, uh, that's the music that they kind of grew up with and they kind of wrote, wrote, wrote their own record and for their full length album, I feel like oh, they knocked me. it out of the park with this one. Adam has this weird distaste for this band. I don't like and this I album. I get it. I get it. It's fine. It's not for everybody. It's cool. You know I like the the newer album better than this one. Yes, you do. Yes. But this is the self-titled debut album from Issues. Issues. Tyler Carter, Michael Bone, <laughs> Scout, and others. <laughs> And over two more other people. <laughs> and two more of your favorite Issues members. Uh, this is a cool little um, uh, unique sound of today's, uh, you know, in today's music scene where we mix in hip-hop, mix in R&B with some hardcore music. There's some cool electronic stuff every now and then that their DJ slash 
electronic slash keyboardist does. Um, this is one of my favorite songs ever in the entire world called <laughs> Never Lose Your Flames. It sure is. It's a great fucking song. Wow. And, you know, music video notwithstanding, <laughs> where Michael Bone is screaming on while riding on a skateboard. Or is he on the bike? I forget which He's one. He's on the bike. Okay. okay. And Tyler Carter's on the skateboard. <laughs> Who fucking cares? <laughs> the stupid music video. But Hold uh, a microphone. Give these singers <laughs> microphones, people. Yeah, they need microphones. <laughs> Um, leave yeah. their hands too free to do things. <laughs> I love the uniqueness of this record, and, it, it, and it's highly, it's highly singable, and um, I just, I love the relatability too. There's a lot of cool stuff that relates to my life, and you know, just kind of like not fitting in, and you know, feeling insecure all the time, and feeling like nobody really likes you, but you know, you're, you're kind of an idiot if you think that way. <laughs> um, but. There's a lot of stuff that like you know relates to my life, and I, and, I, and, I, and I, now maybe that's one of the re- reasons why I'm attracted to this band and attracted to this record. Uh, you know, the follow-up record was you know your number ten, number ten, but, you know, still <laughs> not as good as this one. I feel, but um, I, 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 this is a band that I'm definitely going to keep my eye on. And, and I'm a big fan of them, and I, and I get it if you're not. It's a you, it's a weird sound, and you know, not a lot of people, not a lot of people like it when genres blend. I'm just ready for more songs that are good to listen to and they have 10 of them there we go out of 24 <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool man you don't you don't have to like everything that i like that's, right. that's, that's perfectly fine okay. so it gives you positive feels i have a lot of feels i, I go on so many feels trips Damn uh, but uh yeah that's my number 41 and i can't cool. wait to share my top 40 albums with so you guys f- 40 to 21 next week so you guys have to tune in adam's gonna share his 39 to 21 i'm gonna share my 40 to 21 and after that we're gonna do <laughs> dedicated episodes for so 10 to 11 three more 10, weeks three more weeks of this yes I i'm having a great time this I, is fun this yeah, is exactly what we needed to do yeah we are like way over time too but the like, whole I'm, podcast i'm loving it dude like we're almost two hours oh crap <laughs> man so let's so go I, ahead and save uh, my sound off for another day well if you need to we can do it right now but so let's go ahead and sound off and we'll end the show Adam, what are you sending off on? Well, I took a little trip in, back in time this week. Ooh, a field trip? I summoned Doc Brown because there was an album on my iPod I've been meaning to listen to. Okay. An album that I believe you gave me okay. back in 2008 Yeet. or 10, sure. 11, something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but I needed to listen to this album. So Doc Brown took me back in time. Again, the, there's a band, a punk band mm-hmm. from the late 80s. But this okay. album is from 1990. Oh, okay. So, you know, George H.W. Bush, uh-huh. Vanilla Ice, <laughs> MC Hammer, yeah. Mariah Carey, Bobby Brown, yeah. those folks. But underneath all of that was this obscure punk band called the the was it the Goo Goo Dolls? Goo Goo. Goo Goo Dolls. The Gaga. Gaga. No, not the Gaga. Gaga Dolls. Not, not Lady Gaga I mean, she Dolls. Did, she, Gaga Dolls did the Super Bowl this year. Goo Goo Dolls. dolls. Never heard of it. Yes, me either. But <laughs> I went back in time uh-huh. and I listened to their third album, okay. which oddly enough came out before Superstar Car Wash. Mm-hmm. It's called Hold Me Up. Okay. Um, this band was, again, changing their sound. It was so evolving at this time. But yeah. I'd had this album on my iPod forever and ever and I never, ever listened to it. Really? At all? I was afraid to for all these years. (laughs) It's this weird thing with that band where it was like I started right in the middle and I went forward 
and I didn't look backwards because I was too afraid that it wouldn't be good. We give a lot of people a hard time for doing that. I know. You did it yourself. Yeah, because they're (laughs) stupid and I'm not. (laughs) Exactly. But anyway, Hold Me Up was the first album that started really featuring Johnny Resnick as a songwriter. And again, you got to put on your 1990 hat to listen to it because it's it's not produced very well. Okay. It sounds like it was recorded in a garage and for the most part it was. So, um, but like... You, you you get the elements of like okay these guys are starting to become songwriters okay and there's a lot of really good songs on that album mixed cool. in with a lot of crap cra- crappy songs including one that ends with a random array of barnyard animals for no reason okay no reason known for it it has nothing to do with barnyard animals in the song but at the end you hear chickens and cows and donkeys <laughs> we just needed a way to end this song <laughs> and then it jumps right into a track that is played by them i can assume but it's sung by a well-known Buffalo DJ from the time hmm. whose name was like, you know, Lance Diamond or something like that. That's and it's a cover so of Prince's I Could Never Be Your Man, which I'd never heard that song before. Huh. But it was cool. But I'm like, this is a Goo Goo Dolls album. Why is this person I've never heard in my life <laughs> singing on a Goo Goo Dolls song? <laughs> so there was that. And then there's a weird instrumental song that sounds really good. And then the last 43 seconds are just like random noises being made. <laughs> clink, clink, like with a piano, like clink, yeah. clink, 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 for 43 seconds. But the rest of it. <laughs> what you're saying is Adam is giving us a hint as to his number 10 album of all time. <laughs> I needed to listen to this album and thankfully Doc Brown took me back. To well, listen thank to you, it. Doc Brown. It's a nine out of thirteen. Christopher Lloyd's the best. The best. Mm. And then I listened to nine out of thirteen. You nine said? out of thirteen. Okay. So not too bad. And then I listened to the Living Ends White Room, which was their fifth album. Uh-huh. Really good album. I recommend everybody listen to it. So are you now ready to it's, talk to your coworker? Yes. Whenever I get that chance, I cool. gave it an eight out of eleven. And there's some good songs on there. I mean, it's the same kind of thing where there's good ones and then there's a block of not so good ones and then it ends strong. This band has a weird formula. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you at least you can recognize it and you know when it's coming out. I think they went a little bit more classic rock sounding on okay. this one. This one was from 2008. Oh, cool. The White Noise or White Room? White Noise. That's what it's called. Okay. God damn it. So many Living End albums. But anyway, what have you been doing? I did not watch Beauty and the Beast. Me either. I've been so playing gay. so much Zelda. Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Not by myself. Ooh. I've been playing with an eight-year-old. I was going to say Little 12. Girl. I was going to say 12, but 12. eight? We'll go with, we'll go with eight. Okay. Yes. Does she seem to be enjoying it? She, I've never seen her more enthralled in a video game before. And he's ta- played, people, and he, he's talking about his daughter, by the way. Yes, my daughter. Not, not a random eight-year-old online that, <laughs> that he met. That I stole. <laughs> I force-feed her, like, nacho chips. and like, <laughs> Play that game. Get to that tower. Like, but she's enthralled. I've never seen... Her more enthralled in a video game before, and I've been playing games with her her whole life, mostly like side scroller nice. kind of platformer stuff that's like easy to take care of. But this is the first time where she, I feel like I've given her I've given her full reign on what we can do, and you know there is a story, there's like a linear path that you can follow, but this is a whole open world that they've never done this before in a Zelda game, and you can literally go anywhere. You see a mountain up there. You can climb that mountain. Ooh. There might be some there might not be something on that mountain, but you can climb it. <laughs> you sure can. But like she's having so much fun literally like f- discovering new things and finding new things and she's 
getting the hang of like these adventure controls of like where she has to move and, and control the camera and manage your inventory mm. and manage your health and your stamina. Whoa. And like, she's thinking critically about just this. like in real life. Just like in re- she's now I now I can let her outdoors now. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> but I it, but I I I I was just amazed like the other day when we were playing together and just thinking how well put together this game is that an eight year old who doesn't have a lot of RPG or adventure game experience is able to pick it up and know what to do, know what she can do and know yes. the limits of what she can do in a game. Like if, she, if she, for the most part, if you think it, you can kind of do it. Hmm. If you're like, cause you come up with like a bandit camp or something like these like little pig monsters or something. They're just, they're just chilling the mining their own business. But they have a treasure chest that you know you might want to take because you're a fucking thief. And right. This <laughs> teaching good lessons to children, by the way. Right. Of to course. S- steal what you want from people you don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, you know, but there's but she's thinking critically. Okay, there's five of them here. There's one on the lookout. If I take out that lookout with my bow and arrow, he won't alert them. So I'll be able to sneak up close to them, leave a bomb, and then you know blow them away while they're not look while they're not looking and they, I like give them a critical this, hit. This is all going so well. It's going great. I love it. This is how people become, you know, the state department and representatives. And I love it. And we're getting condescending looks from your wife. So, that's the end of this episode. Bye. <laughs>